1: This is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Weekends like the ones we just, the ones we just had. And the ones we're about to have are why we love sports. Welcome in, Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Michael Borkes. Brian Haydad. Thankfully, Richard Cross is off today. We're going to have a little bit of fun. On this Monday, we're off to the SEC tournament coming up this week. We'll be there tomorrow through Friday, at least doing the show, from the parking lot outside the Hoover Met, not uh, in the press box. And luckily, though, you won't be... What do you call it? Graced with the presence of the Vandy Whistler. At least there's that. We don't have to deal with that this week, at least on air. Hey, Dad, it got so bad a couple years ago. We had listeners texting in and saying, guys, I love you. I I can't listen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He was that bad and so at least even though we're not in the stadium which created cool background noise and stuff for the show can't do that because of press box social distancing and whatnot. However, at least the silver lining is you won't hear the for three hours when Vanderbilt's playing so that's good news. A lot of good news this weekend.
3: <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Borky, I have two children. I've been married. I've played sports. I've been in near car wrecks. A lot of situations that would get your adrenaline pumping. But I don't know that I was ever more excited when I found out that Kentucky had won and I could go to the 9.30 a.m. <laughs> game instead of the 8 o'clock p.m. game. I was fist pumping. I was taking laps. I was so happy. I couldn't I couldn't have been more thrilled. Hey, it so, happened in the morning. I tell you right now, if I had, if I could run into Coach Nick Mangione, I'd kiss him on the mouth. I was so happy.
2: <laughs> if you're a girl, which oh, I, wait a minute, we can't no, 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 we can't no. use Les Miles quotes. Don't no, that guy anymore. No, of, no, no, no. Oh, ooh. reasons. Oh reasons. boy, that takes on a whole new meaning now, doesn't it? But yeah. Mississippi State does get a favorable draw for one. Brian Haydad, Old Miss got the bad draw tomorrow night. They're claiming the game is going to start at eight o'clock. The game is not going to start at eight o'clock tomorrow night if uh, history has anything to do with it. Usually, that game
3: starts close to time. It's just that it doesn't finish in a reasonable time. <laughs> you know, you think, okay, eight o'clock should be out of here by eleven thirty, and then you look around and it's two in the morning, and you're in the fourteenth inning, and you're wondering, you know, why do I do this to myself?
2: If you are going to the tournament, see, Mike is already asking what area of the lot uh, we don't know yet. I don't know. Um, uh, we will. We're easy to spot, though. There's a
3: giant super talk bus.
2: Yeah, the, the giant super talk bus will probably give it away. So we don't know just yet where we will be. So if you're going and you want to stop by and say hey, and um, just make sure it's a day that Richard isn't cooking. If you want to stop by and say hey when like hey dad is involved or, or somebody like that, then come on by. Uh, for your safety, we will let you know. Though, of course, we'll say it on the show. But if you want to come by ahead of time tomorrow, we'll put it out on Twitter somewhere. And if you're not a Twitter person, uh, I'll I'll read Richard's number on the air if you want. You can just text him and and get it that (laughs)
3: way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why
2: they're calling you, Richard. Mike in Oxford says, bad draw. I'd much rather play the last game than the first game. I meant uh, good draw for so So he can get his coffee, get to the ball field before the Suns even... You're not a coffee guy? I don't drink coffee. Anti-coffee. So, so no coffee no. for Heydad. but...
3: They're... I'm just hopeful that, you know, we are here in the South. Hopefully breakfast is sponsored by Chick-fil-A at the stadium. Get a nice Chick-fil-A biscuit to start the day. Oh, yeah. See, and, now you're uh, talking. And then we, we'll go from there. And then, because I was concerned. I was like, you know, they want me to cook, and I want to I cook, and I want to hang out with everybody. But I'm going to have to go to the stadium at 7 o'clock to get my seat. and, and every, yeah. Now i got
2: time. I can prep the food. Man, you'll be at a party of one tomorrow night. You might as well just go to the game at that point. <laughs> well, they still, actually it does. beer be... in there?
3: They do, don't they? They should. Oh, I might. <laughs> I'm gonna sit right by, sit right next to the Cross and whistle <laughs> in his ear the whole night.
2: And what John and Ridgeland says, Don't bet you won't hear the whistler from the parking lot. Yeah, good point.
3: So it's gonna be I'm just gonna be in Richard's here. You rebel Homer.
2: <laughs> Y'all suck. So we'll talk to Scott Barry here in a little bit. Lamonis in the four o'clock hour, Bianco <laughs> in the five o'clock hour, uh, like we always do. Southern Miss was off this week. I'm actually going to start with uh, with Coach Barry, a big picture baseball question because he's obviously he, all these guys are baseball guys, but I, I want to he- hear his thoughts on something that Don Mattingly said. So we'll start there, and then of course get into the Conference USA tournament and uh, expectations for his team. Do they talk about regionals and you know? We've got to go deep in this tournament if we want to host. Is that a conversation he has with his guys? We'll get to that. Chris Limonis, Mike Bianco, all that coming up. Winners and losers coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. we got some early lines. Uh, spoiler alert, Ole Miss is currently favored in the Egg Bowl. and Certainly nothing will change between now and the time that game kicks off. But if you want a line to get mad about, I've got one for you coming up later. I do want to wax poetic here for a second, and it started with Spence's text, and I promise you, man, we'll get to this a little bit deeper later on in the show. However, this past weekend, and not even just Phil Mickelson, but that kind of highlighted it, is one of those weekends that is the reason why I get so romantic about sports, why why we're drawn to it so much. That scene of Phil Mickelson, 50-year-old Phil Mickelson walking up the 18th green or walking up the 18th hole towards the green where he could have four putt and still gone to a playoff. Like the tournament was over, everybody knew it as he was walking up. And the crowd fills in behind him and he gets almost lost in the crowd and honestly the PGA Championship probably shouldn't have let that happen but still the scenes and the images from that moment a 50-year-old Phil Mickelson the the fans guy. I mean, he's the fan favorite because of the way he interacts with them and, and all that stuff. I mean, the fans love Phil Mickelson, but he hadn't won a major in a very long time. And at that age, you just don't. Two years older than the previous record of oldest, oldest major winner ever. Yeah. But to see him walk up the 18th hole, knowing his age, who he is, where his game was not too terribly long ago, outside of the top 50 ranked in the world, to hold off Brooks Kepka, Louis oost and others to win that event. But the people is what made that scene incredible. I did not realize how much I missed fans until they came back.
3: There's definitely that. I also want to point out that didn't I predict this happening? I think didn't you I did. I say on Friday's show? I said, we're going to get that moment that we all love. We got it. And, yeah. I, and, and you're right. I mean, sports without fans is not sports. It's just you, you might as well play video games. It's just not the same. You've got yeah. to have people in the stadiums to, 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 to make sports what it really is or on the on the course in this instance. And you're right. I mean, you know, I, I went to all those basketball games all year long. You know, because football is a little different. I mean, there's at least some people in there. Yeah. But basketball, you're talking about like, you know, 100 people are in the stadium. And it's just... I mean, it felt like I was watching practice. I can't wait to go back to, to – to, I can't wait to see Davis Wade. And and, and, and honestly, I can't wait to see Vaughn Hemingway full again. You know, I want to see it, and I'm yeah. looking forward to it. And I guess we're going to get some of that. You know, We've got it with baseball, but I'm really looking forward to football.
2: Oh, yeah. And that moment yesterday is not the same without the people. Despite what Brooks Kepka said about it after the tournament, without the people, that moment's not the same. It was incredible, and, and no. I, I mean, I, I'm a Phil Mickelson fan. That him winning a major doesn't get me emotional, but I was feeling things, man. As he was walking up the 18th, it's like this is why I love sports so much because it, it's a a movie script playing out in front of our eyes, but but it's it's not written; it's happening. Yeah. And I, I noticed it with I watched a lot of basketball this weekend and hockey this weekend. Nashville had 13,000 people or so at their game yesterday. Double overtime.
3: Feels like we're back. We're back. Feels like, you know, whenever you talk to an NFL executive or a college athletic director, they're all saying the same thing. We expect to be full go come fall. You know, baseball, my guess is after the All-Star break, maybe outside of California, everybody will be back to normal. Come on to the stadium. And, and and we're there. We're we we're, we're there. Yeah. NBA when they start back up, college basketball, full go. I
2: mean, Madison Square Garden. The Garden was basically packed. They had a couple of like unvaccinated sections, and I know that you know, there's a lot of layers to that. But all I'll say yeah. is the Garden was basically full, and it felt different.
3: That's a PSA waiting to happen, by the way. Oh yeah, get vaccinated so you can so you can join the fun. Yeah.
2: But I, I watched some of the Preds game, and then the the yeah. Canada games. No people are allowed. And the difference when when you get to compare them side-by-side as they are currently happening is is stark. So this weekend was awesome because we got people back. And it was playoffs, overtime hockey, game-winning shots in basketball, 50-year-old Phil Mickelson walking up the 18th with a crowd behind him in a scene that you just don't see anymore in the sport. That felt really good. This week, and we'll talk more about the PGA and the process and what it means for the sport and all that coming up later. But next, Scott Barry, ahead of the Conference USA tournament coming up, Southern Miss maybe some work to do to get on the right side of a regional host. We'll talk to the head man in Hattiesburg. Coming up next, Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Richland and Brandon, call them at 601-605-4443. One trouble spot so far this afternoon, 20 eastbound. The left lane is closed at Norrell for guardrail repair. And also we're seeing a little bit of congestion, Highway 49 northbound at Harper, and in Richland. Otherwise, things looking pretty good. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
8: No drip roofing and
6: construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Coors Light and Family Termite welcomes the Mi Crazy Comedy Tour featuring Chad Brather. I hear somebody yelling across the
1: parking lot. Chad Brather,
9: is that you? With special musical
1: guest Cole Ford. My life, my life is perfect. My son, my brother.
10: Rachel Tempenny. Plus, Ira Dean and Andy Griggs. Coors Light and Family Termite welcomes the Am I Crazy Comedy Tour. Thursday, May 27th at the Scott County Forest Convention Center. For tickets and more info, visit WatchChad.com. WatchChad.com. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
1: Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Your texts coming in. We'll get to those after this guest. Scott Barry joins us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Coach, uh, a week off for you here. It's kind of like a bye week. Do you prefer having a, a week of rest before you start postseason play, or do you wish your guys had a chance to play this week?
11: Can I tell you after the game Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> You know, honestly, we just we didn't have any choice, so we just have to make the best of what we, what we can. And, you know, uh, the way we restructured our conference this year, going from 10 weekends to 8, left an open weekend on the fifth weekend of the season and the last weekend. So, unfortunately, they're just everybody's playing their conference tournaments or their, their regular season. Most people are playing the regular season, there's a few playing conference tournaments. The only ones uh, that really were out there left to play were the uh, Pac-12 and the, and the Big West, so uh, or the Mountain West. So while I'm not going out there, and they certainly aren't coming to Hattiesburg. So we just had to make the best of it and, and inter-squad on Friday and Saturday and, and getting ready for, for Wednesday. I hope the time off helps us, in all honesty, but I just hope it doesn't get us out of the routine. But We'll just uh, we'll make the best of it, and, uh, and and soon we'll be ready to play
2: on on Wednesday. I'm going to ask you uh, more about that here coming up, but since you're uh, you're more of a baseball guy than me, obviously, I I've wanted to get your thoughts on something. Uh, it's not so much a problem in the college game versus the professional game, but I imagine you consume a, a ton of baseball. Maybe you don't, but Don Mattingly uh, said recently that uh, at least at the highest level of the sport, that it's becoming unwatchable. Because nobody's hitting the ball for anything other than power, and they're striking out too much. Are, are you a, a an avid consumer of the professional game? Do you wh- what are your thoughts on the direction that baseball is headed when it comes to spin rates and launch angles and hit home runs and either hit home runs or strike out and hit for for average less that kind of stuff? What did you think about what he said?
11: Well, I, I like it because you know I'm similar in age to Don Maddenly. I think he's a little older than me, but not much. But, you know, I think we're baseball purists, and we grew up in the, in the age where the uh, the, the bunt was important, the bunt for hit was important, the stolen base, the moving runners, the sacrifice, the team game, you know, and, and now we we've, we've moved into an age now where it's all about the extra base hit, you know, don't worry about the single. It takes... You know, two singles at least to get you in. If you get a guy at second base, we're a double. It only takes one single. So, you know, I, I get the analytics. I think that it's taken away from what baseball is all about, and and what and and what we've grown up to see for forever. I don't I don't like the direction it's going in. But you know, it's like a lot of things uh, in in society right now. I don't like a lot of the direction that society's going in. But You know, you have to adjust and and move with it the best you
7: can. Coach,
3: looking at the top 25 on D1 baseball, four Conference USA teams are in there right this second. That's more than the Big 12. That's as many as the Pac-12. From the top especially, but throughout the conference, is this the strongest Conference USA has ever been?
11: I think so, as far as I can remember. You know, I think the old Conference USA, before some of the members left and, and, and went to the American Athletic Conference, you know back in those days, Houston was strong, Tulane was strong, East carolina, UCF those were all re- really strong baseball schools that made our conference strong. But when they moved on to another conference and we took some others in it's it's been a work in progress to get where we are today and and I feel so good about our conference right now and having four strong teams and uh, you know four teams that should be in a regional come. Uh, come a little over
2: uh two weeks from now speaking of that we were actually pondering this on the show last week if concerning the regionals do you think that the way conference usa did it this year with four game weekends instead of three do you think that gives you some some kind of advantage when when regional play begins and you're facing a bunch of teams that only had three game weekends
11: you know, I don't really know. Uh, I, you know, of course, all four game weekends were split between two nines and two sevens. So it made it a little bit different there. Uh, you know, of course, that tournament that we're going to right now are all nine games. Uh, so, uh, you know, so there's, you know, you're, you're going to have to change a little bit the way you've been thinking on a weekend, per se. But, you know, maybe so. I mean, time will tell, I guess. But, uh, you know, in a regional, you can certainly get into uh, a situation where, You're playing, you know, four games, five games. So, you know, with our four-game weekends and that three-game or three-day period, it it certainly may play off for us. Because I tell you what, it is a grind. And those of us that have been in regionals before, uh, when you start getting into those uh, those, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then if you have to extend it into Monday, man, I'll tell you, that's a lot of baseball in a short time. So we've been able to, do that. I hadn't really thought about it, but now that you bring it up, yeah, maybe
2: it is an advantage to us. Do you talk about that kind of stuff with your guys at all, or do they bring it to you? I mean, going into this weekend, obviously, you guys were one of the 20 teams that were pre selected for a regional host. Is that even a conversation you have with your guys, you know, as you head to the CUSA tournament? You know, hey, guys, we've got to make a run if we want to host, or is that even something that you bring up? Do they bring it to you? Is that a conversation at all?
11: You know, it really isn't. I choose not to go there. I know it's out there for them. I mean, they're all on their phone, social media, and there's enough information that's being pumped into them that we don't have to, you know, we don't have to say anything. If anything, we have to kind of absolutely, uh, you know, kind of put blinders on them and help them try to not see all that stuff and just stay focused on what we have to do right now. Every team out there uh, who's starting their conference tournament is starting back at zero zero. And what you've done up to this point is is it's in the past and everything's in the future. So, you know, we take it game by game. And, and you know, every game's an important game to try to win. And that's, that's what we want to focus on. And, you know, our job is just, just to continue to stack up wins, but to give that committee, or if you're if you're not an automatic bid by winning your conference tournament, to, to give them no reason to leave you out as an at-large
2: and I imagine with the week off as well, so teams that played this weekend might have to approach the conference tournament a little bit different, especially with who they're throwing. I imagine for you guys, it's going to be your weekend rotation moved up a couple of days?
11: Yeah, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll stay the same. I know there were three teams in our conference this past week that chose to play games where the rest of us didn't. That was uh, Old Dominion and La Tech, played a two-game series over in Ruston. Uh, Old Dominion came in a week early, uh, with with the week off and, and wanted to stay fresh. And they uh, they played La Tech and they were able to beat La Tech both those games in close games. And then Charlotte, uh, they chose to play a three game series last weekend, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Wilmington, and they were luckily enough able to win that series. It came down to the last game and had to score six runs in the ninth. On that Saturday, Game Three, to, to walk it off to win that series, which was really important for them and and for our conference as well.
2: And uh, I actually just got a message from a friend of the show, Big Southern Miss fan, as, as asking uh, your 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 scouting report on Western Kentucky. Your first game coming up here in a couple of days. You're the Nightcap. Uh, what do you expect from the Hilltoppers as you go into this first game of the conference tournament?
11: Well, you know, we played them four times earlier this year in Hattiesburg, and uh, three of them were very – the games we won, three of them were very close. The first two were both six to five games that uh, that were – it went down to the, to the wire there in the ninth inning for us. And then Ben Eprich uh, threw a really good game, a, uh, a seven-inning complete game, three – uh, I think they gave up three hits. We won three three to nothing. Struck out eleven, and then they got us on Sunday nine to four. But very good club. You know, I think they're they're a club that that you if you look at their games, they lost a lot of one run games. They were there in a lot of games, but just couldn't seal the deal. So, you know, their time their time is coming. I, I mean, I know that, and uh, they played us really really good in Harrisburg. We were just uh, fortunate enough to win three of the four against them earlier.
2: That's uh, Scott Barry, head coach of Southern Miss. Coach, uh, safe travels over to Ruston. Good luck this week, and uh, looking forward to talking to you uh, on Monday about your uh, your regional selection. So good luck this week.
11: Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me on.
2: That's uh, Scott Barry, head coach at Southern Miss on the Farm Bureau phone line. Again, check out favorites.com and go with the home team. I had to ask him about the Mattingly thing because I know he's a little bit old school and not at all surprised to hear that he's not a big fan of the current trend of professional baseball. but uh, of course, winning this tournament is on the brain there. And currently, for whatever it's worth, I know he said he doesn't uh, talk about it with his team. According to most, Southern misses on the outside looking in of a host site. So they got to have a big week this week if they want to sell themselves to the committee and slip into that top sixteen.
3: We need to beat one of those teams we were talking about, Old Dominion, Charlotte or Latech. Getting a win there would be very, very helpful to them, I think.
2: And how cool would that be if, if they can oh, yeah. pull that off, man? We'd have three in the state. That's crazy. I hope it happens. I really do. Yeah. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. We'll get to some of your texts. Uh, talk PGA Championship. Talk the baseball weekend that was. Mississippi State bounced back in a big way. If you were worried about the way they played against Missouri, I think they... Uh, Went ahead and put those worries to bed. Ole Miss got two ever-important wins, solidifying their hosting spot. All that and more coming your way next. Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 67. Your Tuesday, sunny conditions, high near 91. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 68. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
16: Um. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting a three-day total of 482 new COVID-19 cases. The latest report brings the state's total number of cases up to just under 316,800. With the confirmation of six additional deaths, 7,285 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Over 1 million Mississippians have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, and nearly 8 880,000 residents are fully vaccinated, and federal assistance is still available to help cover funeral expenses for COVID-19 victims. Tanya J. Powers with Fox reports.
15: Families and individuals who have incurred funeral expenses due to COVID-19 can get up to $9,000 in assistance. The program started last month, and as of Tuesday, FEMA says it has received more than 187,000 funeral assistance registrations and has approved more than $37 million in assistance.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app. Supertalk.fm. And always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
2: Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Real quick, the announcement earlier from the SEC about 2 o'clock this afternoon, the all-conference teams and coaches and all that good stuff. No surprise, the SEC player of the year, Mississippi State's Tanner Allen. Not to be confused with Allen Tanner or Allen Allen, but Tanner Allen of Mississippi State, just an unbelievable year. Easy selection SEC player of the year.
3: Yeah, I thought so as well. There just wasn't. There really wasn't another player in the conference that just stood out. You know, if, if I say who's the best player, nobody is just popping into your mind like in years past, other than Tanner Allen, who's just been incredible. He's raised his average almost 100 points since the start of conference play. He was hitting just under 300 when State played LSU. Through conference play, he got his average up to, to the 390s. That's just an incredible, uh, incredible
2: statistic. Kevin Copps was pitcher of the year. I have no qualms there. Can't
3: argue too much with that, but what a year for pitcher of the year! Though there were five guys you could have could have won this award, and I wouldn't have argued with who: Cops, Leiter, and Rocker, Nieksewitz, and Landon Sims. Any one of those guys mm-hmm. had gotten this award, I would have said no problem.
2: Speaking of Landon Sims, I've got a small gripe about that coming up here in a second. Uh, Jack Leiter was newcomer of the year. Vanderbilt's Enrique Bradfield was freshman of the year. LSU right. fans not real happy about that.
3: What they think uh, was the first baseman Was his name Trey Morgan? Is that his yep. name? Yeah, I mean, Bradford stole 40 bases this year. There are teams that don't steal 40 bases anymore. That guy was a difference maker for Vanderbilt.
2: Coach of the year, Dave Van Horn of Arkansas. I, I would have given argue. it to Vitello, but I'm fine with it. I mean, his
3: team didn't lose a series That's crazy. the whole year. And That's crazy. In a year where they played State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Florida. The only team they missed, the only top team they missed was Vanderbilt.
2: Scholar, athlete of the year, Ole Miss is Tim Elko. So we'll go, uh, I'll skip to him. every name. Uh I'll just get you the, the ones that are noteworthy. First team all SEC, Tanner Allen of Mississippi State made first team. Doug Nikasey was a first team starting pitcher along with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter and Copps, Kevin Copps was the first team all SEC relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. But let why is there three starters but only yeah. one relief pitcher? one of the things I don't get,
3: especially when we talk about the conference that nails that lays a, a first team basketball team out that has twelve guys on it. I don't understand why you can't just have a second reliever.
2: Yeah, I mean, you make your own rules here. Just, just yeah, yeah let's do it. I mean, over the weekend, how many starting pitchers versus how many relievers do you use? There are more relief yeah. pitchers that need to be on the first team than just one. I'm okay yeah. with cops being there over Sims, but to call Sims not a first-team caliber pitcher is kind right. of ridiculous.
3: Every team, including Arkansas, would use Landon Sims. Every yes. Team,
14: so.
2: I mean, like Ron Swanson said, awards are stupid. They'd be less stupid if they went to the right people. <laughs> like, calling it's Landon true. Sims a second-team all-SEC guy is stupid. Because yeah. when he's on the mound, Mississippi State wins. I mean, that, That's what it's been all season long. Mm-hmm. How many runs has he given up this year? It's fewer than One. five, right? Yeah. One. 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 I mean, One. come on. But that's and that, that's silly, second right? team. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah no uh, doubt. No doubt. Others joining him on the second team. Hayden Dunhurst, the catcher from Ole Miss. Justin Bench, the third baseman from Ole Miss. Rowdy Jordan. Uh, gets the outfield nod from Mississippi State. Marceau, Wicklander, and Sims are on the second team. And, yeah, if you're hearing correctly, there are three starting pitchers on the first team, two starting pitchers on the second my, team.
3: My guess is that's the sort of thing they do with basketball. They don't break ties, so they probably had a tie on the first team and yeah. they just gave them to them both. Freshman Which all- Which would have been
2: really interesting if there had been, like, a first baseman. Like, yeah, I know. Right? first basemen. <laughs> Uh, two Ole Miss players made the all-SEC team for freshmen, and that's McCants and Gonzalez. No surprise there. Newcomer all-SEC team, Landon Sims, Hayden Dunhurst, Logan Tanner. All-defensive team, Hayden Dunhurst again from and, Ole Miss. And, and Will Bednar, you, you missed Oh, me. I missed Bednar? Uh, I did, yes, yeah. Will Bednar. I am uh, I'm not very sure. Isn't smart. Dunhurst the catcher? Yes. So there's two catchers on the all-newcomer team. There's two catchers on the all-newcomer okay. team. Okay, Just being sure. That, that's just how we're going to do this, apparently.
3: See, that's what I'm talking about. You make your own rules.
2: Why can't you just figure it out? Gosh. And, and this text is, is exactly right. Kevin Graham not being on this list is kind of crazy when you look at average, conference average, and the fact that he has not gotten on base in like two games this season. He has a like a 49 game on base streak, and he's hitting 340. That that guy, that, he didn't get on one of these teams. It's crazy. But people gave uh, Nick Suss uh, some crap for calling Kevin Graham underrated, one of the more underrated players in the SEC, and and here you go. I mean, he didn't make an all-league team. That qualifies right. as underrated.
3: So people were upset. That he, they were saying he was underrated? Yeah, like, because... Were, what
2: were they saying, Then that, that he's overrated? I no, mean, what are we I, saying? I, basically, that... Oh, he's not. Everybody knows how good he is. That kind of thing.
3: If I said list the top five outfielders in the SEC, I bet the average SEC baseball fan would not list Kevin Graham. I can see that. I mean, Allen would be there. Christian Franklin would be there. Uh, I'm just trying to think my way around the league. But, I mean, Graham would be a guy
2: like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's good. Mm -hmm. He he is underrated, for sure. Yeah. We'll get to your text, and then we'll start with the Mississippi State series because they emphatically... Uh, corrected whatever the heck happened two weeks ago against Missouri. Uh, they're they're fine as it turns yeah. out. Um, yeah. Wade says, "Isn't it funny coincidence or whatever you want to call it that Ole Miss offense and defense in both bat, uh, baseball and football share the same traits? Offense can play with anyone. Defense can't stop uh, to High School.
7: <laughs> That's rough." <laughs>
2: So that's kind of funny. My, my
3: senior year, we played Boca It was 42 nothing at the half. We killed him. So so you're correct. That defense struggles from time to time.
2: You think Bob was on that team?
3: There had to be at least one Bob on that team. Come on. <laughs> uh, had another,
2: to be. another one says, have you guys heard or seen anything about an Arkansas baseball player being arrested over the weekend? Yeah, I have. Brayden Webb oh. uh, got arrested. He's um, not playing very well this year, and in, based on the, the splits, it's more sporadic. Situational play than anything else, but he's hitting 179 on the year. He was arrested for a public intox at a hot dog stand. He tried to cut the line, and oh my god, the guy wouldn't you know serve him. Do
3: you know what the name of the hot dog stand is? No, Yancey's. <laughs> so, Br- Braden, he
2: was set up. Goes to Yancey's hot hot dog stand, tries to cut in line. They won't let him cut in line, and uh, he proceeds to. Uh, Get mad, and he shoves a table, and the credit card machine (laughs) falls off the table and breaks. And so,
3: Come on, man. It's a hot dog. You know what those are made of? I can't say it on the air. (laughs)
2: Uh, So will Uh. that impact Arkansas? No. If if that's why you're asking, no. No. And, I mean, even if he is suspended for the SEC tournament, if he was a key player, he'd be back for the regional.
3: They could suspend the whole team for the SEC tournament, and they'll still be the number one overall seed.
2: Doesn't matter at all. Does not all. matter. CJ in the Delta says for the love of Rebel baseball, will you tell Mike Bianco to stop pitching Austin Miller? I, I'm gonna Tell him to keep pitching him every game. I don't know if uh, I could get away with that question, or more of a statement than anything else. I, I think no. I think I would. No, we shouldn't should bring that up if yes. I if I did that to coach. But I understand a your point. Yeah.
3: So, so talking about Mississippi State. Yeah, though, let's let's you,
2: start there because all the other texts are about Phil Mickelson. So really let's stick yeah. to baseball.
3: Really impressive. I thought McLeod and Bedner might have given you their best two starts of the season. I really thought SC, Bedner would be SEC Player of the Week or Pitcher of the Week this week, but the Auburn pitcher Fitz had a basically the they basically had the same game, and Fitz was an upperclassman, so they gave Bedner newcomer of the week. Uh, but McLeod and him were, were just fantastic. They only used four pitchers in the first two games. They got McLeod to go seven insane. innings, and then Sims pitched the final two. Bednar went eight innings, and Brandon Smith pitched the uh, the last one. And then on Sunday, Fristo was not good starting the game, but Houston Harding was fantastic in relief. He pitched five and two-thirds of scoreless relief and then turned it over to uh, Preston Johnson for one out, and then Landon Sims came in to close the game out. For only the second time this year, we've seen him twice in a weekend. Uh, that was basically. There was some talk about that that they were going to try to extend him this weekend to you know start getting ready for postseason play. So he he should be ramped up a little bit. They got timely hits. They you know they 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 just looked really good. They 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 may have put together that might have been their most complete series to be totally honest. Because Stat you, like of the you weekend.
2: Back,
3: yeah. Zero errors. Yeah, and defensively, very good. Uh, the, the the lineup they're putting out with Tanner Leggett at third. Uh, is probably the best lineup they have. You know, Cam James, he, he he got some key hits too. He had a home run and a double on Saturday, uh, and had to put the ball in play a little bit better. But he can't play defensively right now; he just can't. And then the emergence of Kellum Clark—he continues to impress every weekend. It uh, Looks like State's got a, a a good good bat down there in the bottom of the order now. He'll be a big player uh, for MSU next season. He'll be the guy that's sort of the uh, the power in that lineup a, a year from now. But playing really well right now. The team's playing well. Yeah. What's funny is that Missouri series, it ended up not really mattering nope. because the, or they were going to be the three-seed regardless because the two-seed is always the East champion. It doesn't matter what their record is. So I think maybe if I hate good losses, Michael, I hate them, but maybe it woke them up a little bit that they can't just show up and, and play. They have to they have to do their best, and they, they did it this weekend against uh, Alabama.
2: It looked like it for sure. So we'll talk about i got a couple questions for Hayden about this series in particular, and then their strategy for this weekend and Hoover, and for whatever it's worth, solidified their standing as a national seed this weekend. They needed to get two for sure. They went ahead and got three for good measure. So we'll talk more Mississippi State, Alabama, and then their approach to the tournament starting tomorrow. Well, they don't play till Wednesday. That's next on Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Outside of the uh, construction repair process going on I-20 eastbound, the left lane closed at Norrell. We're looking pretty good elsewhere so far this afternoon, no other major problems. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217, proudly serving the Metro since 1946
0: ridgeland medical clinic is a proud sponsor of the gallo radio show conveniently located in ridgeland off highway 51 north in the oak place shopping center call them to see jody adams today
6: the best made to order lunch in northeast jackson is at fourth and Gold sports cafe the wings the chicken tenders and bites fried or grilled and the best specialty pizzas in the metro call 769-208-8283 that's 769-208-8283 769-208-8283
15: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, SUVs built to command the road. And the 2021 F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Drive one at your Mid-South Ford dealer today.
18: Label Bridge Builders.
10: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven
20: point three. the wax outta Did you hear me?
10: This is Sports
12: Talk. This is sports Talk, Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say, sports fans. Now
1: here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ryan Haydad with you. You can be a part of the show if you'd like. On the text line, six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five 4395 D1 released their latest projections. We'll get to those here in just a little bit. Also, Kevin on the text line says, Does Ole Miss gain anything by winning a couple in Hoover? Aside from just playing baseball, no. They cannot move up to a national seed by winning a couple. Maybe if they get to Sunday or win the thing... They could play their way into a national seed, but if they just win a couple games and go home, it's more of like a morale thing versus a improving their standing kind of thing. Uh,
3: They could move themselves to be paired with the Starkville regional,
2: (laughs) but that's really it. I mean, they they have a lot of work to do and would need some help if they want to actually move up into a national seed. Yeah, Uh, But anyway, all right, Mississippi State sweeps Alabama. Like you pointed out, I mean, Chris Lamonis had very clearly been protecting his arms, honestly. I mean, it it helps when you've got a really quality bullpen behind him and you can throw a guy for 85 pitches and five and a third and pull him because the bullpen's so good that you don't need to extend your starters. But at some point, uh, you'd like to be able to do that. He showed this weekend that he's kind of ramping these guys up. I think it was 98 pitches on Thursday – was it 115 or 112 yeah. on Friday? Something like yeah. that. Extended his arms, and man, did that work?
3: Yeah, it worked really well for Mississippi State. And and you you, you if you can do that, I mean, you, looking ahead to the regional, I'm not really looking at Hoover, but. And I don't know what they'll do in game one. Like this, The regional projection we're going to look at is that has Southern coming to Starkville, not Southern Miss, although they do have Southern Miss coming. But Southern University, who won the SWAC championship, they, they upset Jackson State. They are, I think, the lowest RPI team in the history of the NCAA tournament to make it. Uh, it's something I saw on Twitter. I could be wrong about that. So in all likelihood, State's not throwing McLeod there. They're not throwing Bednar there. They're going to throw I don't know who. Kate somebody Smith. Somebody like that. But if you're gonna if you can minimize, you know, your bullpen until those Friday and Saturday and Sunday or the, the last couple games, if you're gonna go into to, to game three and you haven't used Landon Sims very much yet and you know he's there, I mean that's that that's how you're going to win that's how you're gonna keep winning as you get into Omaha is being able to to rely on Landon Sims to close games out. And if you can get seven, eight innings out of McLeod and Bedner, if you're gonna get you know a five, six inning release in out of Houston Harding which I think is what his his I think he's sort of the uh, the Ross Mitchell Chad Girodo of this team. If you go back to the thirteen, you know, bringing somebody to go through the order a time and then let Harding come in out of the the bullpen, it just provides a different look. That's how State's going to be doing this if they want to as they continue to advance in the postseason.
2: That was a, definitely a nice development this weekend for sure, and uh, we'll talk to Chris Lamontis here in about twenty five minutes. And, I mean, he said earlier today, though, I mean, they're going to Hoover with the intention of winning. Yeah. I don't think that means I'm going to stretch my arms f- and right. you know, throw 125 pitches or something with my guys, but he plans on going there and trying to win. So we'll get more context on that coming yeah. up here. No, in, no coach
3: know. is going to say, yeah, we're cool with losing. You, know, the, you want to have a winning mentality, but you're right. It, Bednar's not going to throw 115 pitches this week. Christian McLeod's not going to throw 97 pitches this week. So... We'll see. And that's what I plan to ask him. was like, you know, yeah. I know he he said earlier today doesn't really know who's going to start on Wednesday. But what are the plans for Game Two and Game Three, and how do you manage that? So we'll try to find that out.
2: Funny text here it says, "Since State has so many arms, can they uh, can Ole Miss borrow some?" <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a premium price on that. Another one of you says Wednesday in Hoover is an audition for a Game One starter in the regional for State.
3: That's probably correct. Yeah, it, whoever starts Wednesday, if he has a good game, would probably get the start of the Friday game uh, in the Starville region.
2: So you think Lamonis would go out of routine, if you will, to have his two guys for game two and three yes. of the regional? Yeah, I, I,
3: you, you've almost got to do that, I think. He's very
2: analytically yeah, thinking. I mean, he's very that, that's, modern that's, thinking.
3: If you can't beat the four seed who may be the SWAC champion uh, with a sub-200 RPI, with Cade Smith or anybody, then you weren't going to win the regional anyway. you got to have McLeod and Bednar available to throw against the two seed, which is probably Southern. I mean, do you really want to go up against USM in Game 3 with oh. you know your third? No, you want Bednar out there for that.
2: Speaking of those D1 projections, they have Mississippi State the number 7 overall seed with uh, Southern Misses there too. Baylor the three and Southern University. Uh, Jackson State went undefeated in conference play, and they will not make the NCAA tournament. It's rough. Across from ECU would be the Starkville Regional, and then Oxford is the Ole Miss, the 13th seed, with Louisiana Tech, Virginia, and Wright State in their regional, opposite of Arizona, the number four. We'll get to some of your Techs, and then winners and losers coming up next Send those in to us. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. Speaking of C Spire, they uh, issued some awards earlier today. We'll get to those as well. A digital broadcast as opposed to an in-person event. And they say hopefully it's the one and only time they'll have to do it. But awards were given out nonetheless, so we'll get to those as well. But send us your winners and losers because we'll do that right after this quick break. Don't go anywhere.
1: for all his sports. America's this music. music. For Talk Mississippi. Powered Mississippi by your tree professionals at Eroni Street Pros. 601 325
12: News, I'm Rich Denison. President Biden visiting FEMA headquarters this afternoon, saying he wants the federal government to be fully prepared for the upcoming hurricane and wildfire seasons. We're
1: going to spare no expense, no effort to keep uh, Americans safe and respond to crises when they arise, and they certainly will.
12: Forecasters say between 13 and 20 named storms can be expected this hurricane season, which officially begins June 1st. Secretary of State Antony Blinken heads to the Middle East as a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas continues.
18: Blinken is expected to meet with Israeli leaders to convey the U.S.'s ironclad commitment to their nation's security, continue efforts to rebuild ties
15: with the Palestinian people, and ensure humanitarian aid reaches Gaza.
12: Fox's Rachel Sutherland in Washington. America's listening to Fox News.
13: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomininatruck.com.
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Back in January, 8% of restaurants said that finding workers was their primary concern. Data from the National Restaurant Association shows that number has exponentially grown since then, as explained by Senator Roger Wicker. Well, that number doubled in February,
10: it doubled again in March, and then again in April. According to the latest survey, 57% of restaurant operators now say that finding and keeping employees
16: is their biggest problem. Wicker attributed this issue to expanded unemployment benefits. And the organizers of an active initiative have joined the call for a special session. The group backing an initiative that aims to create a 10-day early voting period in Mississippi released a statement Friday calling on the legislature to work quickly to reinstate the initiative process that was torpedoed by the Mississippi Supreme Court's ruling in the Initiative 65 case. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
18: This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love.
14: Thank you.
17: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
16: College baseball's regular season has come to a close. Over the weekend, Mississippi State swept Alabama to lock up both a national seed and a first-round bye in this week's SEC tournament. Ole Miss took two of three from Georgia on the road and will face Auburn in round one in Hoover tomorrow night at 9. In the SWAC tournament, a three-run home run surrendered in the top of the ninth saw Jackson State fall to Southern in Sunday's championship game. And numerous programs designed to assist elderly Mississippi are available through the Department of Human Services Division of Aging and Adult Services. Director Kenyatta Blake Washington told Supertalk they received $6 million in CARES Act funding for services like their Older Adult Nutrition Program.
9: And then
13: also our case management program, our information and referral program, our respite program to provide those caregivers with that respite relief. For more, visit
16: supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let
6: me put it to you this way.
1: Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad with you. No Richard today. He'll be joining us again tomorrow in Hoover for the start of the SEC baseball tournament. Yay. Ooh. So much fun. I'm so excited. A couple of your texts, and then we'll get started on winners and losers. One of you asks a question that we can spend an entire show on. How much impact has injuries had on the Ole Miss season? That's a loaded question. because one of them was their best player now I guess he's back in the lineup but he's not playing first anymore and you could Tim Elko's no longer an everyday player on your team he was your best hitter he's your team captain that hurt and then you lose a what would have been a top 10 pick on the mound it dramatically affects your ability to win in the postseason missing those two guys to. Nuanced conversation that we'll have uh, whenever they get eliminated, wherever that may be. Jeff is having trouble with his 110-pound golden retriever as he listens to us. He's trying to give him a bath, but uh, not working out. Sit, boy, sit. That's why he used the hose in the back, my friend. Um, Another one says, "Old Miss needs to be auditioning starting pitchers in the tournament, excluding Nikhazy. We'll ask Mike Bianco about that coming up later on in the show, what his plans are. Uh, with his ace at the SEC tournament. Personally, I wouldn't throw him. But I'm not a baseball coach making a million bucks a year, so I'll ask the one that gets actually paid to make those decisions coming up a little bit later. All right. Let's do it right now. It's Monday. It's just after 4 o'clock. It's time for Winners and Losers. All
18: all
20: all All I do
21: is
14: win, 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 no matter what. I'm a loser, baby.
21: We got winners. We got
20: losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser.
14: Winner never win. And a winner never
2: win. What did you like? What did you not like this weekend in sports or otherwise? We'll take all your submissions. Winners and losers from the weekend. Hey, Dad, lead us off.
3: We're going to start with the big guy right here. Me. Because... You know I don't always get my predictions correct. And I'll be the first to admit that. But I told y'all Mississippi State was going to go twenty and ten in the SEC, and I had a couple of listeners from a certain town in North Mississippi. that wanted to pull the homer card on me for that one. Well, what did the Bulldogs finish at? Twenty and ten. That's a good baseball Nailed team. We'll, 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 we'll transition over there. That's a good baseball team. Uh, that they, they've set themselves up for for a good season. Uh, for a good postseason. Tanner Allen today named the Ferris Trophy winner and the SEC Player of the Year. Really good, good situation for Mississippi State baseball. They shook off all the negative vibes of uh, of the weekend against Missouri, and now they're posed for, poised for what appears to be a, a run to Omaha.
2: If Mike is still listening, I hope hey, Haydad doesn't scroll up the text line a little bit. It's got to go back a few weeks, but uh, he can can find some discernment there. there. There's a
3: search function.
2: Oh, there is? Oh, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See see where it says search Google Voice? Oh, I didn't know you could do that. You just put in 20-10 and a couple of those things will come up.
2: (laughs) Heck yeah. My winner, I mean, how how could it not be, is is Phil Mickelson. What a scene that was. Especially Mm -hmm. the chip in... What was it, on five where he chipped in to get back to seven? The starter round, it was back and forth. He nor Brooks could decide if either one of them wanted to keep the lead. And I mean, it, it was a difficult golf course and the wind was blowing. But especially in the mid to later holes of his round, in typical Phil Mickelson fashion, excellent around the greens, making steady, solid, really good approaches and chips, but most importantly, yeah, the wind was at his back, but hitting a 360-yard drive on the final hole, or or second-to-last hole, with the tournament basically in hand, but he still had to finish, and he, with wind at his back, but still, hit an absolute tank bomb, just an absolute bomb, and then on the 18th, with the crowd following behind him as he walked up that hole was an incredible scene that's why i love sports so much yeah. 3 different decades has he won a major championship 4 different decades has he had has he participated in one no other sport gives you somebody that's been at the top of the game for this long and here he is at 50 winning a major
3: and and you think about it, you know that might be his last ever moment but if that's the last one, that's a great one to have. And I mentioned it on Friday. I talked about Nicholas and his final Masters. And Nicholas was the people's champion for a long, long time as well. Obviously, before him was Arnold Palmer, but Phil Mickelson is sort of the people's champion, and the people got to see their guy one la- maybe one last moment of glory. But it was something we'll all remember. Mm-hmm.
2: He, uh, even though there are people in the golf world that think it it's phony. The way he's acted with fans over the years is why he got a crowd like he got yesterday. Yeah, no doubt. That's why. His interaction is second to none with uh, with those people, so that was really cool. You got a loser?
3: Yeah, it's got to be Jackson State, right? I feel bad for him, oh, but yeah. they go undefeated in conference play in a one-bid league. You've got to win the conference tournament, and then they win on, on a crazy play. I don't know if you saw it. It looked like their outfielder had gone over the wall to make a catch to rob a three-run home run. Instead, the replay showed the ball went over his glove, and he never made the catch. And Southern gets the home run. They're going to the NCAA tournament. I mean, you go undefeated in conference play, and you get that close to the NCAA tournament not to get there. That's a really, really rough go for Jackson State.
2: My loser, one of my losers, is Brooks Kepka. Because I I like Brooks. I think that uh, I'm too cool for school kind of attitude. I think it's manufactured. He is very dedicated to the game. Golf is his life. I think it's kind of a front that he puts on. But after the round, when he was asked about the crowd, and I understand that he had recently had surgery, and he wasn't 100%, not even close. But his quotes about the crowd and how, His caddy got hit in the face, and he thinks that somebody intentionally bumped him to try to re-injure his leg. That just sounded like sour grapes to me. Maybe all that stuff did happen. I wouldn't be surprised. The crowd was crazy. But come on, man. If that crowd was there for you, you wouldn't have had that reaction. But they were there for Phil, and they were rooting for Phil all day long, and you didn't like it. And that's why you had the reaction you did. And because he had that reaction, they're probably going to be a lot stricter on stuff like that moving forward. So soak that in because you're probably never getting that again.
3: No. No question about that. Yeah, Anytime something cool happens, somebody has to complain about it, and then we don't ever get to do it again. It's the story of our lives.
2: And it was Brooks. My other loser, ESPN and everybody that covers the NBA with such a narrow mind, the Warriors are already out. The Lakers lose to the Suns. The Grizzlies beat the one seed. The Knicks lose to Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. California and New York had an awful day, and I absolutely loved it. And shout out to Devin Booker, by the way. Speaking of another loser, Draymond Green. August of last year, Draymond Green was on the set of Inside the NBA on TNT with Ernie and Chuck and Shaq. And Draymond was saying how Devin Booker needs to get out of Phoenix, get that man out of Phoenix so he can go somewhere that he can win games because Phoenix isn't it. Get him out of Phoenix. Well, Devin Booker's got the two seed right now, scored 34 points in a win over the Lakers, while Draymond Green sat at home watching on television. Get him out of Phoenix, he says. Maybe he uh, is just fine where he is, as it turns pride out.
3: pride of Moss Point, Mississippi,
2: Yes, Devin sir. Green. Devin Booker was great. You got any more losers?
3: Um, just trying to think around the uh, the world of sports. I don't really want to get too far into soccer. Although our friend Sarah Ian had to be fuming yesterday as his beloved Foxes will not play Champions League football. They bottled it bad yesterday. Um, no, you know, I thought it was a pretty good weekend overall. Very I mean, happy weekend. I, yeah, you know... I, I mean, Tennessee is probably a winner, winning the East when everybody sort of had, think about going back to the preseason, everybody would have had Vanderbilt and Florida, I mean, written almost in permanent ink there, and Tennessee to do that you know, that's a good job, that's a good situation there, I think Tony Fidel, Vitello he, he will get, whatever the best job that comes available this offseason is, that's where Tony Vitello will go, so right now that's Texas A&M we'll see if they can lock him in before anything else opens up, but yeah good weekend in sports, I thought
2: a lot of yours came in. We'll get to those after we talk to Chris Lomonas He's coming up next here. Just five minutes from uh, right now, we'll talk to the head man in Starkville and ask him about the series sweep and how his team's playing and strategy entering the SEC tournament for his team begins on Wednesday morning. So keep sending yours in though. 601-879-4395. That's the text on. Your winners and losers from the weekend, we'll get to all of yours after we talk to Chris Lomonas That's next. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
4: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Richland and Brandon. Call 601-605- 4443. Well, we have the left lane closed at Norell for guardrail repair. That's I-20 eastbound. Traffic backed all the way up, almost to the Bolton exit. Uh, Elsewhere, no other major problems so far this afternoon. Buckle up, drive safe, and have a great afternoon. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353- 5217.
0: Twenty-six.
9: What do we want? More. Where are we gonna get it?
22: That's right. More. More savings. More selection. More affordable payments and more for your trade. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollars for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more savings, selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Richland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road call 896-9600 today or visit Mitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Richland Mitsubishi.
4: Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best selling models, with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland.
17: Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local,
13: and he will call you back.
23: things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour,
15: weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
1: 97.3.
23: Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond
13: like
1: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: scheduled to talk to Chris Limonis. Hopefully we'll be able to connect with him here shortly. Talk about his team's sweep of Alabama. And most people think solidifying their standing as a national seed going into the SEC tournament. Until that happens, though, we'll get to more winners and losers. Spence in Brookhaven says, Borky, the U.S. Open is in Lefty's hometown in a month to complete his career Grand Slam. What a buzz that will be now after yesterday. You are not kidding. Uh, I said.
3: Tough to see that, though. Tough oh, to yeah. see him
2: getting that win, but that would be something. This layout favored him more than uh, what you'll see at, at the U.S. Open because he's in incredible shape, uh, especially for somebody his age. But the way the ocean course is laid out, there's very little rough there, and the areas around the greens are mostly closely mowed, and, and a chance to really work his magic in a short game, it'll be a little different at Tory. Big rough everywhere. And he's still magic out of the rough as well, but he was, a, he was able to be a lot more creative here than he will be at Torrey Pines. I hope he wins there, too, for the career slam, but it is a little bit different. Uh, another winner, Jerry and Greenwood. The Memphis Grizzlies, he says, for knocking off the former NBA champs and Golden State to get the playoffs and then keeping the momentum going by upsetting the Utah Jazz in their first game on Sunday. Said both games played on the road. Yeah, so the Grizzlies beat Greg Popovich and the Spurs, uh, first ballot Hall of Fame coach, won multiple NBA titles, and then they turn around and beat the Warriors. And then Donovan Mitchell didn't play, I know, and he'll be back for game two. But still, they turn around again and beat the Jazz. And what's so funny and why I complain so often about the way the NBA is covered is I was listening to a league podcast today, and they were saying that It is very clear that the league misses Steph Curry and the Warriors in the playoffs and that they're not excited about the Grizzlies in Utah as they would be Golden State. Now, I am well aware that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter to ever live. But if you are immediately dismissing that series because Steph isn't in it, then you are the exact problem. Because John Morant is electric. He's incredible. So if you're bored watching this series because it doesn't have Steph and a bunch of guys that don't belong, and you're bored with it because John ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dylan Brooks, who's playing great basketball, and the Grizzlies have a center, a traditional center who's really skilled, and then they're a really fun team, and they play good defense, and, and then you're the problem because the Grizzlies are fun. John ja Morant is electric. If you oh, I miss Steph Curry, then you're an idiot. Because you're missing good basketball right now, played by the Grizzlies. Just because you don't get to see Draymond throw up floaters off the side of the backboard as time expires to lose a game doesn't mean the series isn't interesting. Jerry, I don't think you intended for me to get that hot about it, but hey, I'm, I'm supporting your guys right now. Jaw is fun, and that was fun the other night. One of you says Kepka is a punk. Uh, if he had a different attitude, then he would have crowds like that. I like him. I don't I don't know why he kind of puts up this wall. Like, there's a wall between him and the people. Uh, I don't know why he does that. Because when you listen to interviews, when he's kind of, when he's away from the course, when he's like with the barstool guys, he's funny. Engaging seems like a, a, a dude that I'd like to hang out with, but on the course, it's just like there's this wall up. And yeah, I, I did not like what he said uh, after the round, yeah, Mike. In Oxford, just, oh, I'm sorry, no, I was just saying, I just agree with you that after you've lost, just
3: congratulate the winner and move on, unless there was blatant cheating, which there never is, right.
2: It's not possible anymore unless your name is Patrick Reed. Mike in Oxford yeah. says, Nolan Ryan pitched in four decades, Satchel Paige in five. I guess what I was trying to say, Mike, is you won't see that really anymore. You don't see it in in modern times. There's nobody that age, Brady notwithstanding, but Phil's got seven and a half years on Brady uh, that have been dominant like this for as long as they have been today, I guess is what yeah. I should have said.
3: Yeah. Just, just different, different era of life.
2: Keith and J.S. says, No doubt that scene on 18 was awesome. I was texting back and forth the whole nine with my buddy. He said, You have no idea how good these guys are. used to be a club pro at Wild Wings in Myrtle Beach, and he played that course before, and from the tees they were playing, he could only reach about half the fairways. Nobody understands how good these guys are until you see them in person. I know so many people that have said, Well, if I got to practice eight hours a day, I'd be on the tour too. No, you wouldn't. Because I know people that got to practice like that, played at Division One I schools. I, I grew up playing against a guy that played at Clemson, was a starter at Clemson for three years. Clemson's a great golf program. Couldn't even really cut it on the mini tours. It's a whole different world. So uh, There's everybody's still exactly there, right
3: that, that you're born with. There, you know, it's it, you may not want to call it athleticism, but. You know, just because you practice something. I could practice basketball all the time, but it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's, it's, yeah. there's so, some people are blessed with these gifts, and some of us aren't.
2: Mike in Oxford says, his winner is Gunnar Hoagland. young man had all of his dreams put on hold, but was at Swayze Wednesday morning the day after surgery in Pensacola to see the team off to Athens. It's a heck of a trip. One of you says, not siding with kept... Kepka and loved the Mickelson win but the crowd was out of control. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that him being immersed in the crowd was good that that shouldn't happen. However, don't taint somebody else's cool moment. Especially when you're going to accuse people of intentionally trying to re-injure you. I mean, come on. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you you do have to have some kind of control of a crowd. The fact that Phil had to walk through a crowd from the fairway to the green, they can't let that happen. But it was really cool that it did. They could have done a better job controlling it, though. Lute. Yeah,
3: I mean, but what can you do in that situation? I mean, it's almost you don't want to you don't want to have a riot. So I don't know.
2: One of you says, loser. LeBron rolling around on the floor crying. That fall didn't look bad at all. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Because C- it, hey, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. He's a flopper. It's what Stop he it. does. Quit he's a flopper. He wasn't hurt Move at on. all. He was hurt Nobody because- wants to talk about the NBA. Nobody David wants to Booker- talk about that. Because <laughs> Evan Booker dropped dimes. That's why he was hurt. It wasn't his shoulder. Uh, See, so, yeah. it goes. Winner. Colton Kessler from Kentucky, late inning homer against Vandy, gave Tennessee the SE East title and moved State out of the late game in Hoover. Hey, Dad, you love that one.
3: That guy is the biggest winner of the weekend, in my opinion. Deserves some sort of financial award. I would give it to him myself if it weren't an NCAA violation. I don't want the young man to be ineligible.
2: (laughs) All right, a couple more here. Mike says he shot 71 at Torrey South five years ago and then he played the back nine. (laughs) Oh, man. That took me a second. (laughs) Um, Zach in Oxford agrees with you, Haydad. He said exactly about your point on greatness. Do you have, or you, you do have some that are born with it and do really well? Do you have some that work extremely hard and do really well? But when you have a natural born talent that works like someone with no talent, then you have greatness.
3: And the thing is, like, there are varying levels of greatness. Like, I don't know who the worst – we've talked about this a lot. Like, who's the worst – who's the lowest-ranked player on the PGA, all right? He may not have the natural talent that – he may not have as much natural talent as Kepka or Deschambo or whoever, but he's still got plenty of natural talent more than the guy who's, you know – Happy to make hit to hit, you know, eighty-five at his at his local country club.
2: We'll put it this way, Braden Thornberry, right? we've had him on the show before. He yeah. won a national championship as an individual at Ole Miss. He's doing yeah. okay, but just okay on the Corn Ferry tour. He won a national championship. And and right now he can't get out of the Corn Ferry. It's, yeah. it's a completely different world, and people just don't understand that. Uh, Keith and you're right they weren't prepared for that crowd at all. I mean that's the kind of thing that we're talking about with athletes if you want to call Phil Mickelson an athlete, athletes like like him. Only so certain people generate that kind of whatever you want to call it. And there's only a handful of guys like that in sports that just command such such a draw where people are drawn to the guy. And, and we saw that this weekend there's nobody my concern for for the sport moving forward is phil is 50 and yes he just won a major but he's 50 years old there's a reason he hasn't won a major since 2013 there's a reason that he said after the round i've got a i've got to work harder than i ever have to just be able to keep up with these guys i mean everybody gets older there's nobody in the younger group that has that kind of Draw. I mean, you can say Spieth, but it's not the same. It's not as passionate. Brooks certainly doesn't have it. DeChambeau certainly doesn't have it. Rory maybe, but it's not the same. So now that Tiger's probably done and Phil's on the back end, these younger players need to do something. Because that wouldn't happen to anybody else. It's amazing, and I'm sure the sport's going to love the rating when it comes out later. But none of the young guys command that kind of crowd, and I think they might be concerned about it. 601879-4395 is the text line.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, higher 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 67. Your Tuesday, sunny conditions, higher 91. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 68. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, higher 89. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at R.J.'s Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fanton Road. R.J.'s Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
13: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best Best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping, and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for
9: home and garden. That's
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Back in January, 8% of restaurants said that finding workers was their primary concern. Data from the National Restaurant Association shows that number has exponentially grown since then, as explained by Senator Roger Wicker.
10: Well, that number doubled in February, it doubled again in March, and then again in April. According to the latest survey, 57% of restaurant operators now say that finding and keeping employees
16: is their biggest problem. Wicker attributed this issue to expanded unemployment benefits. And the organizers of an active initiative have joined the call for a special session. The group backing an initiative that aims to create a 10-day early voting period in Mississippi released a statement Friday calling on the legislature to work quickly to reinstate the initiative process that was torpedoed by the Mississippi Supreme Court's ruling in the Initiative 65 case. Stephen Gagliano, Talk Mississippi News.
1: Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Sports Mississippi, Michael Gorky and Brian Haydad with you and joining us right now, head baseball coach at Mississippi State, Chris Limonis. On the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Coach, last time we talked to you, you weren't exactly pleased with the way your team played against Missouri. I'm sure it's safe to say that you're pretty satisfied with how they bounced back, right?
24: Yeah, and we spoke about it last week, our group is, um, we have a real resilient group and you have to be if you're going to play in the SEC, and they, they came back out and had a great week of baseball.
7: Coach,
3: obviously you've coached a lot of great players through, through the years, but Tanner Allen today, named SEC Player of the Year, he also wins the Ferris Trophy uh, for the best player in the state of Mississippi. I, I don't want you to put together a top five or anything like that, but you know, where do you rank Tanner among the great players that you've coached?
24: Man, he's at the top. I mean, and he is a uh... – he's a different bird, man. He's been fun to coach. Um, he brings it every day and we all know he's a great player, but, um, you know, a lot of times players, you know, it it feels like Tanner found the perfect program in Mississippi state. I mean, he is the epitome of a Mississippi state bulldog and just, you know, on and off the field and his performance, uh, not just this year, but, you know, in 19 also, he just, you know, he's one of the better players in the country. And, um, I'm really proud of him because he had some decisions to make this time last year and going into the draft and had the injury and you know everybody told him he's too old he's this he's that and you know Tanner just bet on himself but I'm gonna come back I'm gonna have a great year and I'm gonna I'm gonna lead this team and I'm also gonna give myself myself a better chance in professional baseball and I think he's done all those things.
3: I thought that this weekend you might have gotten the best performances of the year out of, out of Will Bedner and, and Christian McLeod. They just looked completely in control and, and really comfortable, you know, from from your seat there in the dugout, you know, how smooth did they look to you, and is that the kind of performance, you know, they haven't been able to string together back-to-backs like that. Do you feel good about them going into the tournament and going into the postseason?
14: I do.
24: I mean, I, I think they're learning. I mean, these kids are still, man, they're first-year SEC starters, and they're learning a lot during this year, and it's, um, it's tough. I mean, and, and they've had some tough, you know, starts in the year, but they've had a bunch of great ones, too, and I just think they're learning curve. They're still progressing and moving forward. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see them this
3: week. Looking at this week ahead, I know you said earlier in your press conference you had not made a decision for Wednesday as far as the, who the starting pitcher is going to be. But looking beyond that at Thursday and Friday, what, what's the plan there, you know, with McLeod, with Bednar? Or, or, you know, it could be Saturday, I guess, for Will if you stay in the winner's bracket? Do you have a, a plan on how to manage those guys? I can't imagine you're looking to throw them 100 plus pitches.
24: No, I mean we'll use them like we've used them all year. You know, if they're in regular rest, I mean we'll use them um, up to about 100 pitches. Is kind of where we've been all year long, and um, you get an extra day's rest probably going to the next week, so they'd be ready for a regional. Um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna over pitch somebody this week and jeopardize the following week. So you know we know we'd like to keep our starters in the right spots and our bullpen guys in the right spots, and, and um, you know kind of go from there. You won't see us bringing a guy back or doing something crazy, trying to trying to get an extra win there if if it's going to affect the next weekend.
3: How does your team feel about morning baseball? Because I'll tell, tell you, as a member of the media, I'm thrilled about it.
24: Yeah, well, you know, I'm thrilled about it because I don't like the um, I don't like the nighttime two in the mornings, and I you know even when we went to <laughs> Arlington, either. a lot of our fans got on me because. We took the morning slot because I like getting up every day, knowing what time we played. We got a BP on the field. We got to do everything. And we talked about that about the team today. That's what, one of the reasons we do it because it's tournament baseball. But totally off the subject, my kids, they just felt like um, – I told them we'd have to eat breakfast at 6.15 in uniform. And Tanner Allen told them, that's usually when we already got our ducks by that point, coach. So I got all these guys who, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're, not, they're not scared of early morning because they go hunting all the time. So when you get these uh, – that was their concept, and they'll come back and sleep the whole afternoon, is probably what they'll do. But um, we're just, we're fired up to be playing and being in a good spot. And uh, I like the morning game, too, though, better than the, the night game, even though the night game has big time crowd. So,
3: yeah. Well, one of my fellow beat writers said it best is even if we do play a 17 inning game again, we'll be home by 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's, no, oh, it's not God, really geez, that oh. big a deal. Don't
24: No coach going into tournament baseball wants that. So it's a, it's hard to hard to even manage the team after that point. So it was. Uh, I'm glad we won it, but I, let's let's hope for nine every game.
3: We talked last week, and, and, and Rowdy Jordan brought it up after the Missouri series that he felt like that the team had just sort of come in with the attitude of they were going to show up and win, and it didn't happen. Do you feel like your team shook off all of that this week? You, did you feel like mentally your team was where you wanted them to be?
24: I did. I I thought our team was mentally where they wanted to be. I'll be honest with you, I thought they were mentally where they're supposed to be the week before. And, you know, when you lose to the higher place team, lose to the lower team, it's always that we overlooked them. It just, we made a couple mistakes in the second game of that Missouri series, should have won that game. And they beat us on Saturday or, or whatever day, the third game. You know, I don't, you know, sometimes you can't explain baseball. And we just got manhandled that day, and probably because we give them confidence the day before, but. Um, the reality is, is you know, we this team's pretty consistent. They come pretty much, you know, that we had that first weekend of the year with Arkansas, that was a, a tough one. But even the Vanderbilt series, man, we go there, we split, get one from Lighter. and, man, we're playing a great game on Sunday and just, you know, we give up the bomb. But um, they've, they've brought a consistent effort all year long. And, and um, I know that's, you know, I, I just like where they're at right now. But they, I, I kind of had a great feeling they would respond the way they did. They just always seem to do that.
3: You got a new face in the lineup these past few weekends, and and Kellum Clark, the big freshman. That's a guy that you know preseason people like me were talking about could be a an impact player for you. It's taken him a while to get there, but you have to be pleased with what you're seeing out of him.
24: We are. I mean, he's had some you know things he's had to fight off the field, so it's you know getting him in the lineup, getting him healthy, getting him going, and then you know, it's just being an SEC player. I mean, it's just not easy. So it's you know, and and he's done a lot of work him and Coach Gotro of, of you know fine tuning that swing and. He's a lot of talent. I mean, there's a lot of talent there, and now we're starting to get the production out of him.
3: So, Hoover, Alabama, obviously, this will be your second SEC tournament. Didn't get to have one last year. You said earlier today that you're going over there to win the tournament, and then, you know, no coach is going to say, well, we're going over there just to get done as quickly as we can. You want to keep a winning mentality. How do the players, you know, feel about the SEC tournament? Are they excited to be there, especially after not having one last year?
24: Well, they love it. I mean, they're excited. I mean, they get, you know, most of these kids are friends. you know, they played summer ball. They played high school ball. They, so they, they get to see all their buddies. They get to play, you get to be on a big stage. I mean, it's, and the SEC, they do it right. And, you know, it's funny, like last year, I really wasn't excited for it as, as, as I am this year. Cause we were, you know, we were the, I think we were the four national seed. And no matter what we did there, we were still going to be a national seed. and, and you know, and, I got caught up in all that, and and the reality is, is like I told the guys today. I mean, shoot, we might as well. We're not going to win it. Why go? You know, like,
3: yeah.
24: I mean, let's jump out there and play and do everything that we can.
3: Coach, we're going to be out okay. there all week uh, next week uh, in Hoover. Uh, we'll be at the, out there in the RV parking lot. I'm cooking at least one day. So you, right. are, I'm going to give you uh, you guys an open invitation. Anybody wants to show up, don't show up when Richard's cooking because I can't vouch for the quality of that food. All right. But when I'm, when I'm behind the grill, I want you guys <laughs> out there. Come grab something to eat.
24: All right. Let us know, man. Thanks a lot, guys.
3: All right. Great
2: coach. Y'all take you care. Yes, sir. That was Chris Lamonis on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. They won't admit it. They never will. Mike Bianco won't later. Scott Barry didn't earlier. I have a feeling he's getting on the bus. They're driving, right? They've got to be. get on the yeah. bus, going to Hoover, feeling a lot better because of the sweep and knowing that they really can't do anything to change the fact that if they win their regional, Super Regional will be right back at home.
3: I think both, both teams, State and Ole Miss, you think about last weekend for State. And the uncertainty of, oh gosh, are they going to play their way out of a national seed? Now that that uncertainty is gone, you go over to Hoover, ready to play. Ole Miss, go back two weeks, and you think, are, are they even going to host? And now they've put that uncertainty aside; they know they're going to host, and it's just about how high can they climb. So, I think you got both Mississippi teams are sort of dangerous because it's not that they're going over there with nothing to lose and nothing to gain or anything like that, but they they just know where they are. And you know, think about two years ago with Ole Miss. When when we were over there in Hoover, Ross Bjork gets fired, but going into that, or not fired, sorry, he leaves for Texas A and M. But going into that tournament, there was a lot of buzz about is is Bianco in trouble and Z in trouble, and you get all the way to Sunday and you play well yeah. and, and you get through that. I think both teams are going to play loose and play ready to win, and it, it could be make for an interesting uh, situation. You know, they wouldn't see each other until Sunday uh, if they were going to play each other. We 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 almost had that on Wednesday night but instead it would be a championship matchup. I won't be surprised, though, if both teams are there.
2: We did. Uh, William and Greenville, by the way, said he loved the conversation. Uh, another person asked, just games and times of the SEC tournament. So here's the bracket. I'll run through it quickly. Tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m., Florida and Kentucky will be the first game off. Game two, South Carolina and Alabama will immediately follow that. Georgia LSU will get started Uh, So this is 3.30 Central, right? Or is this 4.30 Central? 4.30 Central. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so this is local time. So Georgia LSU will start at 4.30, and then Ole Miss Auburn tomorrow night around 8 o'clock, give or take. 8-ish. 8-ish. Mississippi State will uh, get the day started on Wednesday with the winner of Florida and Kentucky at 9.30. Tennessee and the winner of South Carolina Alabama will follow... Arkansas is waiting at 4:30 on Wednesday for Georgia LSU's winner and if Ole Miss beats Auburn they will meet Vanderbilt at 8-ish on Wednesday night. So there's your bracket as it currently sits. 6018794395 is the text on if you want to be a part. We'll get to more of yours. Also some trophies were handed out today. We'll get to those next. Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center area with two locations serving your glass deeds in Ridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443. In Hines County, look for delays 20 eastbound. The left lane is closed at Norrell due to guardrail repair work. That should wrap up at 5 o'clock. And we're seeing delays 20 westbound from the stack out past Gallatin. Otherwise, things looking pretty good so far. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353-5217.
20: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune-ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28-point full-service oil changes. Locally owned and operated, Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 40 years, and we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military seniors and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations or, for. Go to CCJL.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule.
14: Nobody cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
19: Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now seventeen ninety nine Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.
10: Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction, and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233, or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com.
22: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say
20: that again.
23: Please, say.
20: Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke completely inappropriate.
1: <laughs> on Super Talk Mississippi. Pick me up, love.
5: Pick me up, love
20: pick me up a state old Miss
2: SEC championship would be something
20: Mike
2: thinks the tickets would be about 500 bucks for that Sunday game on the secondary market that's fair. What an atmosphere that
3: way. you say that, what if I was right earlier? What if it was a Super Regional? Whew. Game three, Duty Noble Field, Mississippi State versus Ole Miss to go to the College World Series. 2000? Oh, my gosh. Could easily be. That would be insanity. It would be literally the biggest sporting event this, this state has ever seen. I, I mean, you think about all the great football games we've had. But you've never had an egg bowl since 1940 or 41 with the SEC championship on the line. So, I mean. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That you w- could put that game in Davis Wade or Vaught Hemingway and fill it.
2: Yeah, you could, without a doubt. Yeah. I wonder what they would do with overflow crowds and stuff like that. Put them in the hump. Speaking of outstanding things, C Spire, the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame C Spire Outstanding Player Award winners. The Connerly Trophy went to Elijah Moore. That's kind of a no-brainer there.
3: Yeah. No no question. that The best football player in the state last year.
2: I, I do love how the fan vote was heavy, heavy for Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah. I mean, Great State does a good player. job of, of
3: mobilizing that, but... yeah. I mean, in reality, if, if you don't do the, the thing, if they, if they do the Connerly what, the way that they do the other trophies and they just nominate who's the most deserving, then Corral would have been number two. So,
2: Fair enough. Kent Hall goes to the best offensive lineman. That was Royce Newman. I, I believe the only offensive lineman drafted this past year, for whatever that's worth, from the state. That is
3: that is correct, yeah.
2: So that makes sense. Uh, the Howell went to Devontae Shuler from Ole Miss.
3: Real quick note on the on the on the hall though. Southern Mississippi's Connerly Award nominee was an offensive lineman. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I don't get it.
2: Anyway. And uh, the baseball award, the Ferris went to Tanner Allen from Mississippi yeah. State.
3: I thought Shuler. Hey, I, I, I thought it was a coin flip with him and DJ Stewart. Whoever you whoever won, I wasn't going to complain. You could you could make a great case for either one. Tanner Allen and Elijah Moore; those guys were locks. They were going to win.
2: With, uh, Without a doubt. Uh, Shakira Austin won the Gillum Award. That is for the best uh, women's basketball player in the state. So uh, if you're keeping count at home, Ole Miss took home four of the five C Spire Outstanding Player Trophies this year. Just kind of how it shook out.
3: Yeah. And you'll have a, a year next year where it'll switch-shake the other way. I think it happened to what? Uh, two years ago, I think it was Simmons Mang Singham, Simmons Mangum and Quindary Weatherspoon, I think, won it. So yeah. just how it goes.
2: Speaking of Mississippi State and basketball, uh the portal has been really good, really, really good to Ben Halland, and apparently it's gotten even better.
3: Yeah. Uh Rocket Watts. What a fantastic name. By yeah. the oh one. my gosh. I mean, does it get any better than that for, for basketball names? Rocket Watts. Uh, he joins the team coming from Michigan State. A, this guy was a top forty recruit coming out of high school. A high, I mean, on the verge of being a five star recruit. Um, just didn't have a good situation at Michigan State for whatever reason. But of course, th- today in the transfer portal, Michael, you know, I didn't like the color of the weight room, so I'm out. Um But he'll <laughs> head to Starkville now. And so now State's looking at a you know a rotation of of nine guys. I think that will be contributors next year. Four of them are going to be transfers. And really five when you consider Tolu Smith. Yeah. So Ben Howland has done a great job of of sort of being ahead of the curve here on the transfer portal. There was a tweet today to from Fran Fraschilla, a former coach who now works for ESPN, who said that a coach told him, look, I'm going to recruit the portal. If I was an NBA general manager, I would do free agency over building by the draft. I'm going to go with the, uh, the proven guys. Ben Howland has done a good job of getting those kind of guys. I don't think you can give up on high school guys completely, but... Right now, I mean, Mississippi State's got a, a transfer heavy lineup, and uh, if if it it to me, the absolute floor for this team is to make the NCAA tournament. Anything less than that, and and you have to talk about a difficult decision. This should be an NCAA tournament team next year.
7: It,
2: it should be for sure, and that's it, just college basketball now. I mean, the amount of talent that is in the portal is is truly hard to believe. When you're you're talking about guys that are at good programs that are double digit point scorers that enter the portal.
3: Yeah. Real I mean, these aren't guys who are just like I can't get any playing time, I can't do this or that. These are guys who are getting minutes and getting buckets at their schools, but they're just not happy with their situation and now they have a way out and they're gonna take advantage of it. This is the way of the future. And it's gonna be adapt or die. If you're somebody who still like I'm gonna concentrate on high school kids, you're gonna get beat up. It's going to happen.
2: It's that simple. There was a story in ESPN today about how the transfer portal has impacted college football. Um, Tulane's athletic director actually was quoted in it and said he had a player that was 13 all AAC and got 13 touches a game or so but decided it wasn't enough and hit the portal. And right now he's only got three FCS offers.
3: Yeah, that's the other other side of this. Yeah.
2: Early lines just came out today. Some interesting ones we'll get to as we start the college football fix. And Mike Bianco coming up at 520. It's Sports Talk, Mississippi. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to WFM 4 Jackson.
1: Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your team professionals at Peroni Street Pros. Online
12: at FM. I'm Rich Denison. President Biden visiting FEMA headquarters today saying he'll insist on nothing less than readiness for the challenges faced with the upcoming severe storm seasons.
1: Now it's time to get ready for the busiest uh, time of the year for disasters in America hurricane season in the south and east, and uh, the fire season out west.
12: Up to 20 named storms are forecast this hurricane season. 26 year old Tyler Terry, wanted for four killings in two states, is in jail. He was arrested this morning in South Carolina. United Airlines is offering a chance to win free flights for new or current Mileage Plus members who've been vaccinated against COVID-19.
18: United is giving away 30 pairs of tickets throughout the month of June. Five randomly selected Mileage Plus members will receive a year of travel for themselves and a
9: companion.
12: Fox's Jenny Casola, America's listening to Fox News.
19: along with takeout. Call today or stop in experienced experience Tico's and the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse,
12: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
22: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors, offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
16: Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi senators are working to ensure that FEMA is ready for the upcoming hurricane season. With forecasters predicting another busy season, the senators from a group of coastal states, which includes Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde Smith, requested answers to several questions related to the agency's current workforce and its capabilities as resources are spread out across the ongoing response to COVID-19 and the southern border. Hurricane season is set to begin on June 1st. And during the pandemic, we've seen the greatest single-year increase in overdose deaths nationally that we've seen in 20 years. Dr. Scott Hambleton explains the situation in Mississippi. But right now in
19: Mississippi, in 2020, I think there are 27,000 treatment admissions for opioid use disorder. That's about 10% of the number that need treatment.
16: Dr. Hambleton explained that a rise in the prevalence of fentanyl is leading to the increases.
9: Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. (laughs) Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety.
16: Last week, the U.S. House voted in favor of the formation of a commission to investigate the January 6th riots at the Capitol. Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson said it's proof that both sides can work together.
21: Clearly it says that Democrats and Republicans can do good work together on items of importance. This Capitol is our citadel of democracy. If the public is unsafe here, then God forbid who we are as a nation. The bill now moves over to the Senate.
16: And you may see a familiar face on the front and back of a Cheerios box at Costco. One of ten Children's Miracle Network Hospital champions, Aubrey Armstrong of Oxford, is pictured on Cheerios boxes during the Costco campaign to help children's hospitals. For more on this story, check out our Facebook page. And for all things Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
22: ARP.
1: your midday meeting place the jt show with gerard gibbert weekdays 10 to 1 here on super talk mississippi sports talk mississippi sports talk mississippi your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the magnolia state
0: how do you like that i love it
1: on super talk mississippi
9: <laughs>
2: uh, I was listening to part of my take earlier. Couldn't help but put this. This is a great song. Come on. In the music today. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you at Sports Talk Mississippi. Five o'clock hour underway. And before we actually get to the college football fix, a bit of college football news actually just broke. Although it was reported yesterday, I believe, that this was going to happen. It is now officially official. Lane Kiffin has completed his staff yet again. After the, uh, the the timing of the offensive line coach firing led people to perk their ears up, as it turns out, there was just some inter, inter-staff uh, frustrations and disagreement that uh, reached a boiling point. And so, we know how that goes on this show. Yeah. I, I mean, it's okay now, though, because he's not here. But anyway... <laughs> um, yeah, he's just taking the day off. Load management. When you get to Richard's age, uh, you know you can't just work every load day anymore. That makes
3: sense. Like he's
2: Kawhi. <laughs> um, that uh, that position has been filled. Jake Thornton is the new offensive line coach at Ole Miss. If you uh, don't know that name or weren't familiar with that name, me either. Until really the news broke yesterday, he is uh, the new offensive line coach at Ole Miss. Uh, he comes uh, from Gardner-Webb, where he was the offensive line coach and uh, uh, run game coordinator. And the connection, I assume, between he and Lane Kiffin is the fact that uh, Jake Thornton was a GA at Alabama not too terribly long ago. He's a young guy. I think, in fact, he's even younger than me. I think he's 28, if I remember correctly. And, uh, yeah, quite young. Uh, the new offensive line coach, though, at Old Miss. So that position has been filled. He played his college ball at Western Carolina, for whatever that's worth, joined the Alabama staff, went to Tennessee Tech as the O-line coach, then Gardner-Webb, taking a big boy jump from Gardner-Webb to the SEC, and uh, that staff has again been filled. If you're looking for more about Jake Thornton, I will do some reading and ask around, but I did not know that name until yesterday, and... um, I assume a lot of people didn't either, but um, the position has been filled. There you go. And now it is time for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. It's always a good time to buy a truck, but especially this summer. I know you guys are like me and doing work in the yard or... Maybe going out to the land. You need some space. And a great truck. The F-150 from Ford. Go buy and test drive one today. Your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Find out why it's been the best-selling truck for longer than Richard Cross's extensive life. Almost 50 years. Ford has been the best-selling truck in America. Early lines came out. I love doing this because, I mean... There is so much that is going to change between now and then, but one of my friends who is a diehard Mississippi State Bulldog did not like what he saw when I tweeted this link to the Egg Bowl line, which shows Old Miss minus seven in the Egg Bowl. Your angry thoughts. <laughs>
3: this is a... Uh, well, I'll say this. Last year, there came out an early Egg Bowl line came out that was like 14 to 17 points in Ole Miss's favor. So if you hammered that early, you won big money. I mean, right now, that's, that feels close to right. I think Ole Miss would definitely be favored as we sit here on May 24th, even though the game isn't startful. Uh, they are a the more proven quarterback of some you know, Jerion Ely is probably a more proven running back than Johnson and Marks. Defensively, yeah, there's a lot of question marks, but you know that they can score, and you don't know that Mississippi State can score. And it's just that simple. So until State starts showing you that they're better offensively than they were a season ago, they're going to be an underdog in almost every game. You, I would expect State would be an underdog right now against North Carolina State. They wouldn't be a huge favorite against Louisiana Tech, I would think, because you just have so many questions about them offensively. At least with Ole Miss, you don't have any questions offensively. You know they can put points on the board.
2: And this, uh, these lines are from the South Point Casino in Vegas, and we'll do a bunch of these uh, as we go throughout the season, or the summer, I should say. Uh, this is their Games of the Year. And that's the only one that Mississippi State appears on if I'm looking at these correctly but they consider UAB Marshall a game of the year but apparently sure. not Mississippi State versus anybody in the SEC or NC State I don't understand that but that's what we have to go by this one Charles Huff comes back to Alabama oh yeah you know uh, you, you can't miss that I am excited
3: to see UAB's new stadium when that thing is finally up and running it's very it looks very nice
2: it looks very nice there's one problem though no shade What's that? They didn't put the upper decks on top at all of the lower deck, so it's just like being at Legion Field just back like in the day. Being at Legion Field back in the Gosh, day, no shade, but uh, but brand new nonetheless. How about this one? What would you guess the Liberty Ole Miss line would be?
3: Well, I've already seen it, so I'm a uh, bad person to, to ask. But I, I would have said two touchdowns, so it's a little closer than I thought it would be.
2: 11 is all that uh, the South Point has right now. Ole Miss minus that's, 11 versus Liberty.
3: That's that's something right there. That's something that could creep into single digits if it, from there. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to, to November and Ole Miss is only a 7. Point. It doesn't matter how good Ole Miss is either. Liberty no. is going to be good. And they have a quarterback who's going to be a first-round pick in all likelihood. So...
2: Interesting. If they are as good as people think they are, that line might be going down. Uh, other games featuring Ole Miss, L- the LSU game is a pick 'em. This one kind of surprised me. Auburn is actually a six point favorite currently over Ole Miss. That one is in Auburn, though. I mean, the Rebels. Alabama is a 22 point favorite as it currently stands uh, over Ole Miss. And the season opening line is uh, Ole Miss minus 8 over Louisville. Makes
3: sense. Feels right. Feels right. Around a touchdown, yeah. Feels right. Some
2: notables.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was say, you told me that Ole Miss wins by 10. Yeah, I'm, I, That's probably where I, my, my head is right now.
2: Some notables, the the big games that we've been talking about in this segment for the last couple of weeks. Ohio State, a thirteen point favorite over Oregon. That one seems high, especially with the quarterback uncertainty in Columbus. True, and it's but in Eugene,
3: when's, Oregon, when's the last time Oregon won a big out of conference game? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's not even a joke. I'm, I don't uh, remember the Rose Bowl in
2: 2014.
3: <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, you know, Ohio State just is sort of. There are good teams and there are great teams, and Oregon's a good
2: team. And Ohio State is usually a great team. That uh, that Rose Bowl, by the way, was the Jameis Winston throw the ball backwards game. That is Saints quarterback Jameis. That's Winston right, yeah. Throwing the I remember that now. Football backwards game. Uh, Clemson, three and a half point favorite over Georgia as it currently sits. I would take the dogs,
3: but they're going to You really
2: it. like Georgia in this one?
3: Wrong team favored.
14: Ooh.
2: Penn State minus three and a half against Auburn. If they're allowed to be. Say open, that again. Penn State minus three and a half at home against Auburn. Dude, give me the nitty lines.
3: Hammer that line. Come on.
2: Especially if they're allowed to have fans again. Ooh, that could be an awesome atmosphere. The whiteout is really great. Uh, yeah. This book does not like Texas, by the way. If you go through and look at all of Texas's lines not in love with the Longhorns in year one under Sark. Oklahoma, as it currently sits in the Red River shootout, minus nine over the Longhorns.
3: Yeah, I mean, until I know what Texas is doing at quarterback and all that, whereas I know what Oklahoma has, I know who they have, yeah, that feels right, sure.
2: Alabama 11 at Florida. I think that seems low.
3: It does seem low. Alabama won that game by... 17-plus.
2: This is such a a unique... Not unique, that's a bad word. An interesting, very much overused word, but an interesting year for Florida. Because they are replacing a Heisman contender at quarterback. A really good, solid, high-level quarterback in Kyle Trask. And they were a Mm -hmm. thrown shoe away from being a team that would have had an argument for the playoff. And they played Alabama tight in the SEC championship game without a lot of dudes. I just, but with Florida, they're going to change the offense
3: this year. It's going to revert back to more of a run first. The typical Mullen offense, that zone read with Emory Jones, because he he can't be a guy who throws the ball as much as Kyle Trask did. So they're going to look really different. They've lost a lot of talent. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I I think they're an eight-win team this year, which is great at Mississippi State for Dan Mullen. I don't know what it is in Florida in year, what, four now? I don't know if that's going to be acceptable down there.
9: One of
2: you on the text line says, I'm not a Saints fan, but please quit calling Jameis Winston a quarterback. Hey, what would you like me to call him? (laughs) The football thrower? I mean, he's a quarterback, and he's going to start in New Orleans. What would you like me to call him? I, and I'm gonna do that from here on out. I'm gonna call him the football thrower. <laughs> it works. It Saints works. football thrower Jameis Winston at uh getting ready to, to start there.
6: Oh, yeah.
2: We got Mike Bianco coming up next. A lot of your texts came in on this, so we'll get to those after. We we oh we talked to Go Mike ahead. Bianco.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Outside of some congestion, northbound on Lakeland between Ridgewood and Treetops, we're looking pretty good elsewhere. No other major problems so far. Please buckle up, drive safe, enjoy your evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
10: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented 8-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at binnelson.com.
21: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an x mart
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: That whole Mike Bianco thing. Heard that Richard was off and he said, Heck no, I'm not coming on your show.
7: Only talking to
3: Richard. If I can't be with that Homer Richard Cross, I
2: don't want to be with somebody who might ask a real question. That did not happen. No. Um, no. <laughs> a little inside baseball here for you. So. Uh, when it comes to the interviews with people specifically like employed by the University of Mississippi, uh, it is not me who sets that up. It's generally Richard. So because Richard hadn't told me anything today about old Mrs. Travel plans, practice plans in Hoover or whatever, at this point you just assume that every baseball coach is going to come on. I didn't have to talk to anybody at Southern Miss today. Scott Barry knew he was coming on the show today. But if something changes, they, they let us know, basically. Because at the beginning of the baseball season, we say or we reach out to all three and just, hey, when can you? Scott Barry is his best time is in the three o'clock hour. Chris Lamonis is best time's in the four o'clock hour, and Bianco is best time's in five. That's just kind of how it's worked out. But we set it up for every Monday during the baseball season. Win, lose, or draw, they come on. But if something changes, they let us know. Richard decided to let me know in the middle of last segment that Mike Bianco is not coming on the show today. So I'm not looking at my phone, obviously, when I'm talking to you guys and reading the text line and making sure the buttons are all being pushed correctly. It's a lot to do when Richard's not here, so I can't just be on my phone. So forgive us if you came here via social media hoping to hear from Mike Bianco. That didn't happen. And... Forgive my tease about getting to talk to Mike Bianco a few times today at 520. It didn't happen, and uh, you can blame Richard for that. It's not really his fault. It's just when the team is able to practice in Hoover, but let's just blame him anyway because it's more fun that way. So no Mike Bianco this week. He will uh, plan is to get him to join us when uh, the selections are made.
3: He heard you were going to ask about Austin Miller, and he's just like, no, I'm out.
2: Yeah. I I was going to ask about another bullpen arm that may have emerged, but I was not going to satisfy that listener's desire and ask a coach a flippant question about why he keeps pitching an individual player. I just don't think that would have ended well, but uh, that's just me. It is what it is, so... Yeah, Mike's well, so are probably said, on the bus to Hoover. They, they are uh, currently practicing. They're actually
3: at practice. Yeah. So, well, that being said, though, let's talk about the Rebels and and how that series went this weekend. I mean, they got yeah. two out of three. Uh, really set themselves up. They're 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 in the, the hosting discussion is over for Ole Miss, and so yeah. now it's just a question of you know how high up the line they can go. I guess mm-hmm,
2: for sure, and they. I mean, they win when Doug Nikhazy's pitching because they win when Doug Nikhazy pitches. But uh, Game 2 on Friday night, um, offense kind of sputtered a little bit early. Derek Diamond was was not great, but he put up a couple of zeros after early struggles that kind of let the team settle in a little bit. They force extra innings, and then the freshmen deliver. It's McCants and Gonzalez, and they get a really solid Game 2 win and that was pretty much it, right? That solidified uh, their spot as a regional host, according to most people. And that was all good. But this weekend, unfortunately, we were talking about it going into the series, right? Like, Ole Miss, do did they get another bullpen arm that they were missing? And Jackson Kimbrell, can he be that guy moving forward that gives you multiple innings that you can go to out of the bullpen and be a reliable guy? This coming weekend is going to be really important for somebody like him. Can he do it again? And it didn't exactly work out that way. And then Sunday's game, excuse me, game three, I always say Sunday, even if they start the series on Thursday. Game three underscored the problem, the Achilles heel with this team yet again. And I kind of feel silly asking those questions now at this point. Well, did this bullpen arm emerge this week? This team is exactly what they are right now. They have an elite-level Game 1 starter who can beat anybody in the country. They have a guy with pretty good stuff that is inconsistent in Derek Diamond. And then McDaniel, you just hope you can get you know five innings, giving up just a few runs and letting your offense take over and the bullpen outside of Taylor Broadway is largely kind of a disaster. And that's really just what this team is. They're going to have to win games with offense. If they're going to make noise in Hoover, they're going to have to just slug people. If they're going to get out of a regional, it kind of feels like at this point it's it's really decided. They're going to have to just out-hit people. And if they get their way into a super regional, they're going to have to win the series the same way that they beat Vanderbilt. Win with Nikhazy, and then absolutely slug one of the next two games to a win. Because at this point, there's not really many other options. We've had a few texts from people asking about a bullpen arm in particular that has been used a lot this year, and he's largely completely ineffective. My response question is, you can blame a coach for not having better options, but what would you suggest he do? At this point you're just kind of picking from, from the same litter with the exception of Brandon Johnson who has had very few appearances this year and they have been up and down and inconsistent. But when you've got a guy throwing 95-97 to 97 with a breaking pitch that he was able to throw for strikes, I feel like with how inconsistent your bullpen is, maybe you give him more shots. I mean, even if he gives up runs, so what? Everybody's giving up runs in your pen. So why are you keeping 95-97 to 97 with a breaking pitch inside of your pen when other guys with worse stuff that are just as ineffective are getting trotted out there more often. That's the only qualm I have, but none of the options are really good for him right now. Here's what makes Ole
3: Miss kind of dangerous in, in regional play. I don't know about super regional play because there's only three games, but even out of the losers bracket, as teams run out of pitching, Ole Miss can hammer those teams offensively. So if they can if they can, you know, force whoever they're playing in a championship Sunday game into an, another game, even coming out of a loser's bracket, they've got the, the hitting that they, they're they going to match to whoever your fourth and fifth starters are. The problem is in the Super Regional, you're going to have
2: to, you know, Nikhazy's going to have to win,
3: and then you'll have to sort of see what happens on, on, on game three.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kyle asked, can they win a game three? I, I mean, the, the formula... I would like Ole Miss's chances more in a Super than a Regional, if that makes any sense at all. Because if a Regional stretches them to Game 4, I don't know what they do. I have no idea what they do. At least no. you saw a formula against Vanderbilt that can be replicated. Because, even though they kind of had an off weekend, Ole Miss offensively wasn't great in Athens, and that's a depleted Georgia bullpen as well. I mean, Friday, they really, Thursday, they really got in trouble because the starter took a line drive off his leg and couldn't continue in the second inning. So Georgia's already very thin pitching staff was even more thin, and almost kind of struggled. But I've seen that offense work every week, and they can hit with anybody. So can they win a game three? Absolutely. I mean, they did it against Vanderbilt. But yeah. Yeah. they cannot afford an off day. When Doug Nikhazy yeah. on the mound, or when Doug Nikhazy is not on the mound, win. he has no, to whoa. win.
3: Nikhazy has to, if you lose the game Nikhazy pitches, you're not doing anything. No. It's just as simple as that for Ole Miss. Nope. If you if you told me that Ole Miss came out of a regional after losing the game Nikhazy pitched, I
2: would not believe you. Yeah. Chase and Amory says, uh, Brandon Johnson is turning into another back-end guy. I love his passion, Chase says, but he needs to chill showing his emotions when he doesn't get a call. I actually agree with you. So I am very pro fist pump, get into it. I mean, you're playing a game, right? Get into it. It's fun. However, if you throw a pitch that you think is a strike that has called a ball, you can't act like he does sometimes. You have got to rein that part of it in. When you strike a guy out, go nuts. Pace around the mound. Fist pump. Talk to yourself. Whatever. But if you don't like a call... He's got to rein some of that in. Because there will be an umpire, I promise you, that will look at the way he acts on the mound and take it as some kind of personal disrespect and call him differently. That, that will happen at some point. So I love his passion. His energy is great. His stuff is electric. But he's got to rein that in. Because that ump in Athens, I thought, actually did a really nice job. It was an extra innings game. Kid was obviously fired up. The umpire did not make himself part of the game. But he would have absolutely been within his right to take his mask off and step away from home plate and warn the pitcher to stop doing it. He absolutely would have been in his right to do it. So, got to rein that in. If he's going to get big moments moving forward, whether it be in Hoover or in a regional or in a super regional, if he's going to get those spots, because I suspect he will, there's no better options, he can't do that. Just, Just can't afford to do that. So I agree with you, Chase. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. A couple more of those came in. We were going to ask Mike Bianco who he's starting tomorrow, and uh, of course we don't get the opportunity to do just that. My apologies, guys. Uh, I should have uh, I should have checked in uh, earlier. Than... Sit on your phone and not do your job, Michael. Come on. Should have checked in earlier, but uh, that is that is my bad. So we'll find out tomorrow uh, who Ole Miss is starting, and. Um, Talk about it a lot, I'm sure, on tomorrow's show. But for now, we're moving along. 601-879-4395 is the text line.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 67. Your Tuesday, sunny conditions, high near 91. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 68. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
23: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28 point full service oil changes. Locally owned and Operated Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 44 years. And we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations or for savings, go to cccjl.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody cares
14: like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
21: Here's Uncle Cy. Bugs can be a problem. Then you got the termite. They got big teeth. Like this barn, it would probably take them all maybe three or four days to eat this barn down and there wouldn't be nothing but the tin left laying on the ground. Bunch of sawdust. That's all they leave behind them, sawdust. How I many bugs have I got in my beard? Hopefully none. Is that what's been moving? We got a tough crowd here, boys. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator.
5: The name the trust for over 65 years, the Havard Pest Control At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against
6: all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard Pest Control. Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309.
16: I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi senators are working to ensure that FEMA is ready for the upcoming hurricane season. With forecasters predicting another busy season, the senators from a group of coastal states, which includes Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde Smith, requested answers to several questions related to the agency's current workforce and its capabilities as resources are spread out across the ongoing response to COVID-19 and the southern border. Hurricane season is set to begin on June 1st. And during the pandemic, we've seen the greatest single-year increase in overdose deaths nationally that we've seen in 20 years. Dr. Scott Hambleton explains the situation in Mississippi. But right now in Mississippi, in 2020, I think there are 27,000 treatment admissions for opioid
19: use disorder. That's about 10% of the number that need treatment.
16: Dr. Hambleton explained that a rise in the prevalence of fentanyl is leading to the increases.
7: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals existing cspire customers new cspire customers you might be saying existing and new customers that's everybody and we agree that's why we call them the everybody deals so whether you're a new or existing cspire customer get an everybody plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours no bull cspire new and existing customers get our best 5g phone free go to cspire.com for details
1: It's all right here, and when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and Supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi. Guys, what the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Got a couple of you uh, providing some solutions for Ole Miss's pitching problems. One of you says, if I, was an Miss, if I was Ole Miss, I'd just pitch the position players with their drunk balls that at least wouldn't fly over the scoreboard.
3: 21 runs on 36 hits.
2: Oh, man.
3: Michael, we have a real debate here, though, that I'm going to need you to weigh in on having All right. one of my group texts. Barbecue sauce, yes or no? On what? That's that's what that's what I said. It depends on what we're eating. Chicken,
2: yes, sure, yeah. Ribs. See, if they're made right, I don't need it. I don't hate it if they're on you're there. Right, but I, I don't no, need you're it. Right. Uh, Beef
3: under no circumstance. Absolutely not. Pulled was, pork. That's that's the real one, though, right?
2: I, I will. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then we got a guy in here. Wings. What about wings? Do you want sauce on your wings? That have to be barbecue sauce. Do you want sauce, sauce on wings? Yeah. Or, yeah, I want
2: sauce on my wings.
3: Yeah, I like dry wings. I'll have you know, like lemon pepper wings or whatever. But I want some sauce on there.
2: Yeah, anti sauce wing guy is is an interesting person.
3: That's a hill. That's a hill. That's a hill to die on. There's been a lot. It's been a big debate today on on Twitter as well as slaw on the barbecue sandwich. I say no.
2: I'd prefer not, because you don't know how good the slaw is going to be. I mean, there's so many different styles of it, you know?
3: Well, somebody made a really good point. One of the guys I follow on Twitter is like, you know, you put in 12 to 14 hours smoking a piece of meat, and, and you buy a, an expensive grill to do that, and you buy all the rub and everything, and then at the last second, I'm going to put some
2: mayonnaise-drenched cabbage on my sandwich. Yeah. Well, why? That's a good point. I, I had that similar problem the last time I made. I made a couple of butts. Okay. And I just, I was so proud of them. And, I, like, I at least want you to try it before you just dump barbecue sauce on it. But yeah. No, the, I mean, the, he, he put it on his plate and just, div- I mean, just soaked it in barbecue sauce. And I thought, man, I just, I woke up so early and. I know. get this done for you, and that's how you repay me. I,
3: I have a, a story about this. I was at a restaurant with a group of people that they were more friends with my wife, right? And so this guy orders a filet, and I'm sitting next to him, and he says he wants it well done. And I mean, immediately, like, my eyeball twitched. It's like, oh, God, you got a filet well done? Like, I, well done, whatever, but filet. So, you know, we're sitting there and we're talking, and the filet comes out. And he just looks right at the waitress without batting eyelashes, like, can I get a bottle of ketchup? And I'm just like, dude, order a hamburger. Like, why? Yeah. I, just, I just don't I don't I don't get it. Did you see my beef ribs yesterday? They looked
2: incredible.
3: They were really good. I, I wasn't sure how they were gonna come out. That that the, the rib itself is what holds up the ribeye. So that's ribeye meat on the bone. I didn't
2: but know but cooked to tenderness, you know, of a rib. It was really, really good man you are a personification of it's not the tools it's the worker because making a yeah. rib that looks like that on a weber kettle would be a foreign concept to me i couldn't do it you know i'm a poor worker so and, and i blame and the tools you, you know
3: when you watch malcolm reed he talks about that. He's like you know using you know if, if, if you follow the time and the temps you can use whatever kind of grill you want and it's just you know, you just gotta set up. You know, ha- half of the grill it's charcoal with a couple of ch- wood chunks in there. You know, and the you know you have to like you just can't light all the coals at once. So what I do is you know, I put a bed of charcoal on one side, and then in my chimney I put like ten coals, and I light those and dump them on top, and that will take you the rest of the way. So it gets you up to about two seventy five, three hundred in there. Whereas if you just light the coals, yeah. it's gonna be five hundred degrees in there, and you gotta it's gonna, you can't do it.
2: So, Kyle uh, puts Louisiana wing sauce on drumsticks. I'm with you. That's always nothing good. wrong with that. Nothing uh, wrong with that. Don't see a name here. I, I, I was about to refer to you as Chris Lamonis. That wouldn't have been accurate, or maybe it is no. accurate. I don't know. Uh, pulled pork enchiladas, yeah. See that, that kind of stuff. I'm okay with
3: Pull, pulled pork tacos, enchiladas, nachos. Those need barbecue sauce. That's just part yeah. of the of the gig. But just on this, I'm not big on barbecue sandwiches, personally. Like, when I go to a barbecue restaurant, I get, like, meat platters. I want to get, like, you know three meats and a side or something like that. I want ribs, brisket, sausage, if we can make that happen. I'll settle for turkey. Gibbon Greenwood. Pulled pork is one of my, my, I'm not a big fan of pulled pork, as it is.
2: It's versatile, though. It is. It is. Gibbon Greenwood says you should go vinegar-based slaw. I agree with that.
3: I just don't like slaw. I don't like cabbage.
2: Or lettuce, or any you know. Bo and want. Brandon just wants to make you mad. By the way, he said thoughts on ketchup on steak. I do it and I like it.
3: You know, I, again, I tend to let people eat what they want to eat, but on a filet, I can't. You know,
2: I can't get behind that. Jimbo puts slaw on his pulled pork. He said he makes his own. Yeah, it, homemade stuff. If you do it right, is always better. Uh, one of you suggested oh, no Google doubt. Emerald Delta Slaw. Cider vinegar based and great on a sandwich. I'll have to do that. I'm always down to try new things. Yeah. Tim in Belmont sends us a picture of great looking ribs.
3: Those do look good. So does Maury and Tupelo.
2: Oh, wow. a boy. Those look Those really good.
3: fine slabs there. John from Vance. Abe's Barbecue. I've heard of Abe's. It's in Clarksdale. Heard it's really, really good. Never
2: been. And see right here, barbecue pizza. Yeah. See, I oh,
3: anytime I have leftover pulled meat of any kind, you can bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to Kroger and picking up a pizza crust and putting some killer hog sauce on there, meat, cheese, maybe some fresh jalapenos, and into the oven she goes.
2: A bit of breaking news here. We uh, we oh. got the answer. To the question we were going to ask, Mike Bianco is going to start Doug Nikhazy tomorrow against Auburn. Wow.
3: I'm surprised by that. I won't lie.
2: Ooh I'm surprised boy. by that. That, that is uh, a very unpopular decision based on what I'm seeing the reaction to. That um, Wow. I mean, there's a reason I don't get paid a million dollars. My salary is significantly less than one million dollars. So, I guess... The
3: good news is, and no matter what, how many pitches he throws, he won't come back. This, I mean, I guess he would be available on Sunday if you wanted to do that. But at the end of the day, he's going to have about twelve days off before he has to go back out yeah. there. So it should be okay. And and I can't imagine they're going to let him go out there and throw. I mean, through how many pitches did he throw Thursday night? Do you know it was in the hundred teens? Yeah, you can't let him.
2: I don't See, know, man. That, that's, this is iffy. It's iffy to me. I agree with what Brad Henderson said on this show on Friday. Uh, you consider not pitching him at all. He has gone multiple weeks in a row in the 100, 110 plus pitch range, multiple weeks in a row. And, I mean, maybe he's on a, a count tomorrow. That's the only way that, that I think that this is justifiable if you put a pitch ceiling at like 85 pitches. But if you run him out there. And run him into the 100 pitches again, I think that's a mistake. I know you want to win in Hoover. I know that. Everybody wants to win games that are on your schedule. But you need Doug Nikhazy rested and healthy and ready next week. Not this one. Next week. Because if you lose the Nikhazy game in a regional, it's over. It's done. Whenever you pitch him. Which, based on this, it doesn't sound like they'd save him for a game two in a regional. So this is going to be hot. I mean, this is people do not like this right now and I understand why. I mean, he you have you have really stretched him over the last few weeks. It's short rest and you just you don't need to do this. So if there is not a pitch count, if if he's extended deep into this game, it will be hotly criticized and I think that is absolutely the correct response from Vince.
3: yeah i'm just i'm just surprised by that I, because i've also thought what somebody made a point one of our listeners made earlier was you know you got to find a couple of guys that you can rely on here why not give somebody the start and say hey because i think state's going to do that i don't think state's state's not throwing mcleod on wednesday so they're going to find somebody and see how he does and i, I would thought old miss would have done that too i'm, I'm very very surprised
2: John and Vance uh, saying, how in the world is pitching him justified? Even with a pitch count, it's crazy. Jim and Hernando's a bit of an optimist. He said he only has to throw 27 pitches with the head exploding emoji. If you have one pitch outs for nine innings, it's only 27 pitches. You're talking about a perfect game. (laughs) Uh, Somebody wants your phone number so you can send them some recipes.
3: Man, I'm telling you, I just use Malcolm Reed's recipes and just... You know, just it's all about the temperature of your grill. That is all it's about. If if your grill is running two hundred and seventy five degrees, then you can you can cook whatever you want. I mean, I can't do a brisket because I don't have the the space for that. I've done a pork butt though. I did a seven eight pound pork butt earlier uh, last uh, summer.
2: It's doable. I swing and miss so much with brisket. I I I am not inspired to do another one.
3: If I had a big smoker, I would try. I've done with brisket one time. I used to have a bigger smoker, and it came out great. But I just don't have the space for it now. We're doing uh we're doing tri tip on, uh, Ooh, on yes whenever sir. I cook, and uh, I got a pork belly doing some burn ends, and I'm gonna do some. Uh, we have the fryers. Yes, I'm gonna do some pepper jack stuffed boudin balls. Yeah, so those are gonna be.
2: You're fantastic. cooking. Forget Richard. We don't need him. Jeff you got burgers though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> More of your texts. This is uh, this is fun. Food Talk, Mississippi, when
14: we come back.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you glass deeds in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates call 601-605-4443. Slowdowns on 55 southbound just past. Fortification continues to 20 eastbound. Traffic picks up back up to speed at uh, Highway 49. In Rankin County, look for delays northbound on 471 at Vine Drive. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers. Body shop the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
6: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gull Sports Cafe, the Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts. Roto-Rooter. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
10: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard
1: Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: in Sinatopia says Nicksey will pitch a few innings tomorrow and then rest until the regionals is it really that hard to figure out
3: I mean, that's not the Bianco way though he normally starts his guy and, and lets him go I don't I, if, if that's the case fine yeah. but the, that being said why not just wait till Wednesday you know you're probably going to beat Auburn just just let it happen on Wednesday another day of rest we're only talking what Friday Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Monday, only four days rest between 115 pitches.
2: Yeah, and um, we had one person text in and say, because it's single elimination. Yes, yes, it is. And the SEC tournament is important. You want to win your league. But tomorrow's game is not as important as next Friday's game. And while you would like to win, it, this is just my opinion. You can absolutely disagree. I think you do not do anything this week that could possibly jeopardize anything next week. That's just me.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: And I, I mean, if you're right and only he only pitches a few innings and gets pulled with a low pitch count, then you will be right. I don't expect that to be the case. I would be really surprised, honestly. Yeah, but if that's the case, it would be the right move, regardless. So, Zach and Oxford said, "I think a, a good point is that if we can't make it through the first round without any of our pitchers, then we might as well pack up and come home anyway." Uh, Mike, straight up, all caps, Doug does not need to pitch tomorrow. Jim and Hernando says, "And do y'all have fun without the boss?" Hey, Richard's not our boss. He doesn't sign my paychecks. That's right. But, yeah, he is the, the lead here for sure. One of one of you says, Good show. Liking the grilled meat stories. I have a couple nice rings. I, I've learned that a good ring and good technique can't make up for low-quality cut of the meat. Buy well.
3: It's true. It's very
2: true. One of you asking Always. what what it, my setup is. It's a green egg is what I use. I just I don't know why I, I can't get brisket perfect. Like, it's fine. It's edible. But the slice into it, and you see the perfect smoke ring, and you push down a little, and just all kinds of liquid comes out. I can't make them like that. I haven't yet.
3: A friend of mine did one this weekend, my buddy McDuff down on on Gulf Breeze, and he tweeted out of the video of the squeeze, and it said, Good morning to everyone except Lincoln Riley.
2: Oh, Lincoln Riley! If you guys don't know that reference, he shared on Twitter a brisket that he was eating, and he's the head that coach at Oklahoma, by the way. That wasn't a brisket. I don't know that what it was. A pot was. roast gone bad. It was the most disgusting looking brisket I've ever seen. Like he, and, he would have been better off just slapping it in the oven for two hours.
3: Drier than the Sahara Desert. Ugh. No smoke ring. It is, I mean, it, it looked like dog food. It's awful.
2: Bowen Goldfort sent us a picture of a whole hog he was doing on what's called a Cajun microwave, according to him.
3: That's something that, if I could, those those big pig cookers like that, like the where, where you put the charcoal on top, I'd love to do that one time. I got a friend that does whole hogs for a Super Bulldog Weekend competition. They just didn't have it this year. Ah, that's, that's the great. guy I, I did the I did the article with two years ago, where I stayed oh, up all yeah, night. and that was ribs. awesome. He said we were going to do whole hog, but they obviously canceled the competition.
2: So next year, big pig. JP, asked, uh what we're watching tonight. What are you watching tonight? That's a good question.
3: What's on? Is this Some NBA playoffs, maybe. Yeah, um, you've got. I don't know.
2: Uh, you've got five hockey games. If you want to give, that I think I'm going to have family
3: time tonight because it's just I'm going to be gone for four days. So we're going out to dinner after we get out. Oh, of here, nice. So.
2: Yeah, you've got uh, Heat Bucks and Trailblazers Nuggets tonight. I'll I'll be watching one of those two for sure. William in Greenville, you're crazy, man. He said Ole Miss folks don't cook; they cater everything. It's beneath them to get their hands dirty.
3: A lot of cold chicken tenders in the Grove. That's a yeah. joke I like oh, to make. Come on, man.
2: Gibbon <laughs> Greenwood sends us a great picture of a brisket he made recently.
3: Looks good. Kyle he says, says only half talk.
2: brisket. Kyle said, "Food talk is almost as good as chicken talk." Notice he didn't mention sports. Sports talk, <laughs> chicken talk. I mean, you know,
3: when you got chickens in the backyard, people got to talk about
2: them. Yeah, Maury and Tupelo, you're right, man. Malcolm Reed on on YouTube is it's just perfect. It, it, that's all you uh, you really need. I man, it,
3: it really is like you know they have those those master class things where you have to pay, and you get the videos. This, you just If you watch Malcolm Reed's videos, you can learn how to cook on the grill. As simple as that.
2: A bunch of your texts came in late. I wish we could get to them all. Sadly, uh, there's just uh, nah. there's just too many, which is always a good problem to have. But we appreciate all of you guys listening and engaging and being a part of the show.
3: Have a safe trip, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow in yes, Hoover. Yes,
2: sir. We'll be in Hoover tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock, and then Ole Miss will follow us at 8-ish. And then Mississippi State will start the day on Wednesday at 9.30, and we'll be there for all of it. Come by and see yep. us if you're going to the tournament. Um, we'll let you know where we are so you can find us, but there will be a massive Super tall bus it. in the RV lot. That's where we'll be. For Richard Cross and Brian Hayden, and Michael Borke, You all have a great week, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow at 3 from Hoover. Good night.